Opie is here, and his show starts now. That song makes me very, very happy. Allman Brothers, Blue Sky. What's going on, Morgan Spurlock? Great to be back, man. I think this is the closest I've gotten to like see you in the shortest amount of time. It's yeah, fantastic. I love this because usually you're in and out. You got people around you. Uh, now it's just me and you. Dare I say an entourage these days? <laughs> Morgan Spurlock's got an entourage. And it's a very unattractive one at that. Yeah, and no. we we just started talking about uh, rats as uh, as the Allman Brothers was playing, and I'm like, you know what? Why don't we talk about that on the air for a second? First of all, the, the you know I don't. I don't have to promote it anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's out in the universe now. If could, people haven't seen it now, it's on iTunes. Well, I, what I was going to say is I don't have yeah. to bullshit whether it was good or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to do that sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I do have to do that. Never with you, though, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. But Rats was amazing. Yeah, now thanks. I mean, we were so proud of that movie. Like, I love, uh, we you know, we wanted to come out and make a really creepy movie that would freak you out as much as a horror film was. Yeah. And I think I think we did. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, you've, you felt the rats just like scratching. Scratching on everything during the whole uh, documentary. Yeah, it makes you it makes you so uneasy, and it's one of those things that uh, today. Oh my God, let me show you what I saw on the street today. This is fantastic. I will I will share it with you, and then you can explain to the viewers. This was right outside where I was uh, where I was going to have breakfast today. Homeless guy jerking off. No, no that would have been good. <laughs> Not relevant, but it would have been good. Here, this is fantastic. You want to pass that over? Yeah. There we go. Wow, I kind of see it already. It's, fina- it's phenomenal. Wow, no way. How big was this rat? <laughs> that rat was probably about 10, 10 to 11 inches long. Really? Yeah. And so what you guys can't see who are listening is that it was run over in the street. It was run over on Crosby Street. Okay. And its eyes completely were bulging okay. out of its head like a cartoon. All right. Now that and makes more sense because I was about to ask you, why is its eyes bulging? Yeah, it was uh, apparently run over sometime in the middle of the night. But it is it is disgusting. I thought it... Uh, and kind of awesome. I thought it committed suicide because... <laughs> Because it doesn't want Trump to be president. <laughs> hey, uh, And the music for Rats. Oh, my God. Pierre Tacall, who is, was our editor as well. He was the editor and the composer. And he's a, he's a genius. The guys, This is the third movie we've done with him. And what he does is uh, like he'll edit all day and then go home at night and compose music just for him to cut to. Oh, my God. Really? And yeah. So it's it's incredible. It's, but so when we brought him on, we you know, we basically said we'd love for you to do the score as well. And it's this it's this awesome, really John Carpenter, you know, driving 80 synth. that's like so creepy and freaky. And it is like such a home run. But the guy killed it. And when we premiered the movie at Fantastic Fest in Austin, right. the guys from Mondo, when they saw the film, they were like, what are you guys doing with the soundtrack? And so we put it out um, with through Mondo on iTunes. It's going to come out on vinyl in the spring. I mean, it's awesome. That's that's amazing. So, cool. yeah. so he just goes home at night and, and he yeah. makes all that music that's right. on his own. Crushes it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. So you have to pay him a lot of money for that? I, we, we pay him well. Like he, <laughs> We pay him well because he's worth every penny. I mean, well, the no, guy is a genius. I'm thinking he's doing two <laughs> he's jobs. Doing two though. jobs, yeah. You, right. pay, you pay for like one and a half. Yeah. yeah. And now the Rats is coming out on iTunes. and It's on iTunes now. It'll be on Netflix in like two weeks, three weeks, right. which is great. Yeah, so it'll be worldwide in just a couple weeks. Do you add uh, more material for the for the for download? The, well, for the iTunes version, it's the theatrical version. So the movie that we premiered at the Toronto Film Festival, Fantastic Fest, Beyond Fest, the Horror Fest in Colorado, yeah. that's that film. Okay. So we had to cut some stuff out for TV just for um, you know for for rights and clearances and for just for censorship and also just for time. Right. So now what you're seeing, you're seeing like the pure director cut on okay. iTunes on, on on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. So good. all right, I gotta check that out. Yeah, check it out. It's good. It's well, and it's even better seeing it like without the commercial interruptions because it's like it really sucks you in right yeah uh what do you think of trump you know it's uh 
It's uh, being, here's the thing. It's here's never good it, when, you, when it starts. Well, you well, know, here's uh, being it's from crazy, West Virginia. Isn't it's it? crazy. It's so batshit crazy. But can we all? Sorry to interrupt you, but can yeah. we all at least agree that it's crazy? It's crazy. And then it's we cra- could the fact that we, we can argue points but, about but the this. Fa- the fact that we like we voted for a reality star to be the president of the United States is unbelievable to me. Yeah. Um. You know, a guy who didn't release his taxes and didn't talk about it. But here's. But as I continue to tell people, like I am like this liberal hillbilly from West Virginia who like lives in New York City now. Mm. So I totally understand this whole other side of people who feel like they were left out and aren't part of the conversation and are only viewed by the media as like these flyover states who finally were like you know what fuck you guys yeah and and i think that uh i think there were a lot of fuck you votes that were a part of this i think there were a lot of people who were like we're just not going to vote for her my family being you know in that group of people who are like we're not voting for her mm-hmm. um and people who like looked at this as a real protest vote of we don't want shit to be the same way yeah but the question is like what way is that going to be now well I hope they're not disappointed because he's yeah. already backing off some of the things. Well, it's like everything, which, again, Trump's not a dumb guy. Like, Trump is very smart. And I think Trump said exactly what he had to do to get elected. Hmm. I really believe that. Right. Yeah. I, I went to a kid's party downtown at the Fireman uh, Museum, mm-hmm. and I was walking by Trump Soho. And uh, I mean, packed? No, there was no one there. Right. So you go by the, Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue. Oh, yeah. It's and it's crazy. like Mardi Gras. Uh, it's, it's like fun. Mardi Gras every day. It's crazy. I, I should have said that. It's it's actually kind of fun to go check out the energy yeah. over there. Because there are cra- there's more people like going in and out of Trump Tower now than there were in like 19, whatever, 80 was when right. it was built. Yeah. And like and now there's like all the the sand trucks I around seen. it that are like there to protect it from terrorism. Yeah. And the sheer volume of people that are there, people that are there just to see it, people that are there to protest, people that are there to like just look at the spectacle. I mean, it is a matter house over there and really fun to watch and, it's, and it's check amazing. out it's ah. amazing I've, I've gone by it multiple times as i was coming here today i got off the subway on six seven i was like do i got time to run uh, by and i was like no i gotta go you kind of want to you right? kind of want to every time and, and we said it on the show uh, a couple things trump doesn't want to live in the white house i told you guys as soon as he uh, took the tour down there you know he's looking around like what a dumb well he's like bloomberg when bloomberg came here bloomberg's like i'm gonna live here yeah <laughs> he's you like, know I'm how gonna, I, he, i'm gonna live in gracie mansion forget about it yeah he's <laughs> like you know how i live and, and you want me now to live this way no yeah. way so so that's the first thing. He doesn't want to live down uh, at the White House full time. And New York City's basically begging him to leave because they're like, we don't know how to do this. Yeah. Like, it's going to be such a mess, like, getting him in and out of New York City all the time. Yeah. Like, at least when Obama, Obama would only show up, like, once or twice a year for, like, uh, speeches or fundraisers. On date night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on date night. He brought Michelle here for date night. But he's one of those good dates. He's like, babe, we're just going to go buy a fundraiser for a while. Right. We're going to raise a couple million bucks and then go to the theater. <laughs> Man, if you can't get laid after having all of Times Square shut down, going to a restaurant for just you and her. Yeah. And an in and out uh, to any airport in the area. That's right. But, uh, yeah, the, the Trump thing is, is, is pretty wild. And New York City, like I said, the, you know, they got the sand trucks and everything, but they just don't know how to secure the area because they got to secure the whole building. Yeah. It's crazy. And that they're already shut down the airspace around that. Well, the amazing Most thing. Most of Manhattan, I think, at this point. Well, if you look at, like, that building compared to Javits on election night. Yeah. Where there were maybe, like, a dozen, two dozen, like, Secret Service guys around around uh, Trump Tower. The traffic was still going by down on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. But at the Javits, like, they shut it down for, like, a three-block radius. You couldn't even get near it. Right. Um, uh, there were, like, hundreds more Secret Service guys up there. So everybody was, like, banking. Even uh, Secret Service, like, banking on yeah. this other horse. Yeah. And even believing this other horse yeah. is going to win. So yeah. people were dumbfounded. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're like, ah, Trump could take care of himself. <laughs> He'll be right. all right. He's going back in the real world. We got to protect right. the president, That's Hillary right. Clinton. When we found out that she canceled the fireworks, we we went, uh oh, what's that about? Because mm-hmm. you know they get they get intel way before, way before us. What's going on, Sherrod Small? My fucking phone's gone. 
What? What happened? Like you damn lost it? Trump, damn <laughs> Hillary. I got a real crisis. What happened? Where'd First you leave all, it? <laughs> oh, that's why you're not writing me back, you Stop son of a bitch. smiling for one thing. <laughs> no, why? Because I lost my phone in the ocean this summer, and I didn't have it backed up. See, that's, I don't even know how that happens, Captain Phillips, but I know how my phone. <laughs> <laughs> my phone screen went dead first. Yeah. So I thought my phone died on Saturday. Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, my phone's dead. I got to charge my phone. Then it started ringing. While it was dead. While it was dead. <laughs> that's crazy. I said, okay, this can't be good. That's a ghost. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good. ghost. Nothing good about that. So now my phone, I couldn't use my phone, couldn't turn my screen on. Yeah. So now I'm just carrying around a fucking pet rock. <laughs> oh, it's not your phone gone. No, wait. Because now it has no option. I can't do anything with it. Right. So I'm carrying around, trying to keep hold of it, right. keep track of it, and then I just lost it. Oh, you, see, you, just, you, didn't go, you didn't go see the Apple geniuses downtown who were like... Uh, it was a Samsung. Maybe that oh, was my... That's, that's the problem. We, we, got, the, to we got the Samsungs, Morgan Spurlock. I hope they were all gifts. I hope they were all given to you for free. <laughs> I, I, don't got, I don't get the note. I don't get the note, but I don't plug this, this in anymore. This brought to you by Samsung. <laughs> Thank you, Samsung, for the fine donations. And by the way, Schrodsma will be in the studio for the next hour if you'd like to send over a new device. I, please i uh i used to just plug my phone in and let it go all night long now it's like during the day and it's only a foot or two feet away from me oh, at yeah. all times when i'm when it's plugged in because i don't trust that this battery isn't going to go up in flames <laughs> they're saying it, they're saying it's the note like, oh no it's fine it's i got the regular samsung not the yeah. note but no you're fine that's what they're telling us i would i would i would not have one of those anywhere this near my first genitalia. time the first time i lost my phone in like three years it's really painful and you know you uh, you i I used to lose it all the time, but now I feel like a nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to communicate to people. Well, see, the worst is like I've got my stuff all backed up, but I'm more worried about everything that's just in there to begin with. Yeah, like yeah. somebody will be there and get like and have all my photographs that I got in there and personal oh, emails. They could have, and... have my dick pics. <laughs> all your... I want those to circulate. <laughs> all your photos of rats, Morgan. That's right. I don't want those to get out. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, we just talked about rats. Ah, oh, that's so good. All that's... my rat dick pics I... that I got in there. <laughs> you just know how to make a really good documentary. I Damn, mean, that was good. Wasn't that good? I really want to go out there and beat rats now <laughs> <laughs> they might have my phone <laughs> they probably do uh no uh, uh last spring i dropped my phone while i was fishing oh yeah Into and the i was water. like you were like you were like shoreline fishing yeah, like i was big, ankle, yeah. i was in ankle deep water and went oh there it is oh where it is? where is it now and never saw it again oh, oh really just yeah. a wave came in it wasn't even rough waves and i i said there it is and i go it was it was so calm i'm like ah, i'll get it on the next wave no big deal because i also had a rod and other things that right. i was dealing with and man i never saw the phone again <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it, it was like it was like early april when the ocean water was about 45 degrees <laughs> i I checked. I looked for that phone for eight straight hours. Some kid in Taiwan found your phone. That's right. And the waves were just like this, just really soft, back and forth, and I still couldn't find it, searching for like eight hours. See, now, now you drop the, always know, drop the baby, grab the phone. And exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, that happened with my... Uh, I don't know if my info's backed up and all that. Huh? I don't back up info on phones. I don't back my shit up. I lost a lot. I got of mine st- automatically turned on to back up every time I go I home at night. I think I do always, but yeah. I think the last time three years ago when I lost it was like this. You got nothing. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I assumed too until I checked and realized, oh, that's right, you didn't back anything up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you, well, you, you need to do that once. You need to do that happen once, and then you never yeah. do it again. No big deal. The next time my kid celebrates their first Christmas, I'll be ready. <laughs> I'll be ready for that. No big deal. <laughs> Oh no fucking big deal. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Man. Yeah. Uh, I'm figuring it out, though. I lost a lot of firsts. 
I don't. I, I still got it up here, though. That's what they say. You still got the memories. I don't even want to think about the. <laughs> How about the I watch the little fucking video that I had? Oh, yeah, fuck. kid. So, so you just black mirror that in a couple more years. Just show people what's in your brain. Right. Like, look what I got. I'll play it for you here, kids. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe I could get it that way. That's right. Black mirror. I don't know. I mean, it's in there somewhere, and now we just need the technology to take to it from the brain it. and put it back on my fucking phone. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, what'll be recorded is the memory of you watching, and then like looking at your phone, not right. paying any attention <laughs> yeah, to the exactly. event while it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't paying attention to this stuff because I was making sure the video was good. That's right. So, oh. so I don't even know what if it was a good fucking moment. I just assumed down the road I would I would see the nice moment. I don't even know what I lost. I don't even know what's out there that I lost. Did you see the documentary Fourteen Minutes? Because we got Alan coming in from Google. 14 minutes. Uh, no. Alan Ustas. Uh, 14 minutes from Earth. 14 minutes from oh, Earth. No. He set the record. You know the Red Bull guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baumgart or whatever. Yes, oh, he beat that guy. He beat that guy. He yeah. went way higher. He went like 25 miles. Up in the air. Yeah, with a balloon. And basically parachuted out. And parachuted That's out. That's bananas. Back no. to Earth. He was 25 miles up. I remember when Bumgarner did it, and they were broadcasting it live, and it was crazy. Like, it was on the radio. Like, the last time I'd been in a car and, like, listened to me something live on the radio was yeah. Yeah. forever. Yeah. Forever ago. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact they were broadcasting this on multiple stations, and it was on Red Bull TV, and it was, right. it was on regular networks. Yeah. Like, they created right. a real event around it. It was incredible. His was more impressive, because he had that platform. Remember, he stepped out, That's and right. it was like, all right, time to jump. Yeah. This guy just had a... Uh, like, yeah. He basically was like attached to the bottom of a balloon right there. Yeah, and then That's he had a, he had a release cord. The other one was way more impressive because you could see him kind of staring over the edge like, really, I'm going to do this now? Wow. And then the spin, remember? Yeah. With Bumgarten? Oh, yeah. That's right. Where they, where they were like, oh, he's blacked out. They're like, he's right. definitely blacked out right now. Well, this guy figured out the spin. No more spinning. Well, because it was that what that chest plate was that, that would keep him from spinning, or was that just so he wouldn't burn up on reentry? That uh, crazy thing. Well, uh, no, the suit was yeah, so 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 he would survive the whole thing. <laughs> These guys must That's really remarkable. hate their families, huh? <laughs> how about I'm says fuck that wife? Like how, I'll go back up there and jump. How about I'm watching 14 That's minutes am- from Earth? That's and amazing. Go, and the whole time going, why are you doing this? Are you this bored? Because he's an executive over there at uh, the Google. Is he really? And has a lot of money to burn because it took him like 18 months to figure this out. So the documentary was pretty good. It, that's, it was no rats, but it was, it was all right. <laughs> it was I mean, all right. It, it, you know, it didn't break any world records like real like this like this movie did. But you know, well, in the we, end, so was, we we had we may have won with life. the rats, but he like you know, won with the with the adoration of millions of fans worldwide. Well, in the end, yeah. the question was why? I mean, why are you doing this? All right, one hundred and twenty-eight thousand so, feet. Yeah, so it was twenty-five Holy miles, shit. right? That's crazy. That is insane. Twenty-five that's miles crazy. above Earth. Wow, yeah. I gotta watch that. It was all right. He's coming in today. Oh, he's coming in, guy. I'll fake it good. Uh, <laughs> how long? How long is the movie? Is it a feature length film? It's uh, you know you got to do those ninety minute films, right, Morgan? You know it's, that's if you listen. If you want to, if you want to not get them into movie theaters, <laughs> <laughs> he clocks in at eighty eighty five minutes. That's perfect. Eighty five minutes is <laughs> right perfect. about the. That's the sweet spot. Really? I see. I think the sweet spot for docs is like anywhere between eighty and ninety five minutes. Yeah, like okay. that's like the sweet spot. I, I I would agree with you. Yeah, I think if you're going to start getting above a hundred minutes, then you gotta you gotta really suck me in. You better go your shit. That's right. Right. No. What do you? How do you? How do you feel about that making of a murderer? Th- Thing. See, I like making a murderer. I think it was two episodes too long. Right. I feel like that it's they started to really milk it towards the end. Sure. Um, but I feel like the Jinx did the same thing. I mean, I feel like the Jinx could have been you know one or two episodes shorter. Mm. But uh, but it's like both of those. What I love about both those things is they really 
they've showed everybody that you could have longer nonfiction stories, you could have longer documentary yeah. stories. OJ, the same thing. Like here's OJ. It was five episodes long, and it was amazing. That OJ documentary was, was uh, uh, absolutely ah, great. So good, good, so, so good, damn good. Yeah, like I love that, and I think that those types of things where people are now suddenly realizing what everyone in Europe realized for a long time is like, oh, you could watch docs and like they could be long and good. And yeah, you could yeah. actually like get people to tune into them. Well, especially if they're broken down, where you have you know five or six installments, totally because they're they feel like mini uh, movies or that's or, right or uh, standalone movies. Uh, but I think in their own right. But it's a big credit, I think, to smart TV that's like let us here. I mean, the fact that like whether it be HBO, FX, you know, Showtime, like these networks that really said we're going to raise the bar for fiction programming, started yeah. putting all these great fiction shows. Now you turn on the TV, everybody's got a great fiction show. Whether it's like you know Lifetime has Unreal or USA has Mr. Robot, right. like yeah, every, yeah, everybody's yeah. got a great scripted show. Yeah. And so now they're like, well, how can we do the same thing in nonfiction? So it's like everything's starting to get picked up, which is there'll be much better, greater, smarter nonfiction shows. I only I watch documentaries right now. Yeah, I'm not, so I'm not watching anything else. Once it's good, have you seen? You in. Have you seen Gleason yet? I, you know what, oh, that's, no. that's been on the top of my list for, uh, about a week, and it's I just. so good. What's that about? What's, what's that about? It's so the dude from the Saints. Yeah. That it has is, Lou Gehrig's. Yeah. Oh. It is so good. It's gonna. That's what everyone is saying, and it's as a on parent, the top of as my a parent, list. It's a great movie to watch at the same time. It's just like heart wrenching. Like, I was bawling, like, so many times in that movie. It's right. fantastic. Well, the problem is, I want to see that, and then you, you find out that Morgan Spurlock's coming in to promote rats, and then I gotta go <laughs> see rats. <laughs> and then I got this Alan guy from Google that decides. Where rats, Rats makes you rats and you know fourteen minutes make you cry for different reasons. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. like, fourteen minutes from Earth, and you right. got a guy that's obviously bored at his job and decided I need to do something significant in my life. What am I going to do with this billion dollars? You know what I'm going to do. Right. Uh, we got breaking news on making a murderer. Federal judge orders the release of Brendan Dassey. Oh, the kid. Yes. The kid's getting out. This is breaking this as is... this radio show starts today. Wow. Look at look how, how young is this kid? Well, well that's, he was, that's 10 years that's ago. 10 years ago, but he was like, he lost a good chunk of his life. Well, how many? Oh, uh, incredible. When did this all go down? 2006, somewhere around there? I feel like, yeah. The murder was, was 2005. And I feel like he was put in jail like six or seven, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been in jail for 10 years for this. There, there yeah. he is now. That's oh. what makes it so strange with the documentary. You see this and you go, oh, wow, this is from 2006. Oh, my God. 10 years have gone by. What has happened to these guys? Well, they're still in jail. Oh. Yeah. I'm not sure about the other guy, though. I'm not sure. Oh, the older dude? I, yeah, I, I'm Steve not sure Avery. about Steve Avery. But Brendan Dassey, though, my God. So what are they saying, Paul? Uh, he's ordered to be released under supervision. Uh, like immediately? I believe so. I didn't say an exact and he, date. And but is he being exonerated or he's just being released? I think uh, he's just being re- released. Wow. And how old was he when he went in? Like 15. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Prison shouldn't affect them, right? (laughs) (laughs) He should be just like the guy who walked in there, right? He's so young. He's got a whole life ahead of him. That's right. (laughs) No rape dreams. Oh, my God. You think think prison messed uh, messed him up a little bit? No. It's like he probably got his GED while he's in (laughs) there. He's been like doing some woodworking classes. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, Dassey's supervised release was not immediate and is contingent upon his upon him meeting multiple conditions. As part of the motion, Dassey must provide to the court the address of his intended residence no later than noon on Tuesday. So as long as he could... As long as he could tell him, well, I'm gonna Tuesday, live here. I'm, I'm going to go back and live with mom. That's Boy. all he has to do. Yeah. That's, that's a big all you have to do, though. <laughs> mom got to say yes. 
you don't, to you, a boy who was in prison <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't young Jeffrey who left. <laughs> There's the mom. I don't know. <laughs> I'm with my boyfriend now. I don't know. <laughs> I got other kids to worry about. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, he has also been ordered not to have any contact with the family of Teresa Halbach uh, or co-defendant uh-huh. Stephen Avery. He must also not possess a firearm. Or any controlled substance. Uh, Dassey's trial is also restricted to the Eastern District of Wisconsin, and he shall not obtain a passport. Yeah, that'll show him. Stay in America. <laughs> Take that. Well, everybody knows who you are and can tease you. But that's breaking. It sounds like he's going to be out by tomorrow or, or certainly by the end of the week. That's amazing. He was kind of innocent. According in this, to right? his lawyer, he's going to be released today. Today. Wow. Not innocent. But. Wow. Perfect time. WrestleMania season's coming around. Look at him. Wow. Let's get him on a show, Ope. I would love to have him on. We've had, we've had some of these guys on. He might uh, he might not be allowed to talk to anybody. That's probably part of his right. uh, another part of his. And you can't talk to anyone. Well, it would be smart. <laughs> ever again. It would be smart not to talk to anyone. Yeah, he uh, he was. Uh, he, they easily convinced him that he did horrific things. Yeah, they convinced him of that. Yeah, why'd you tell him that, Brandon? I don't know. Oh. Remember all that? I don't know. I don't As a know. parent, you you're pulling your hair out. What do you mean you don't know? What are you what are you admitting to? <laughs> why'd you say this? <laughs> right. Oh. So that is happening as we speak. That's pretty amazing. Uh, That's Morgan. amazing. Power documentaries right there. Look at that. Morgan, you're actually here today because you're opening a restaurant, I hear? We are opening a, uh, a chicken restaurant in nice. Columbus, Ohio this weekend. Wait, Columbus, Ohio? Wait, yeah. chicken? Test, test center capital of the world. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Columbus, are you from there originally? No, no you I'm, said from, West, I'm, from West, I'm from West Virginia. West Virginia. So I, I'm from, I grew up about four hours from, uh, about four hours from, uh, from Columbus. Okay. And so, but Columbus is like this test center capital of the world. Like, uh, Chipotle's there testing a new burger place right now. Really? Dave Thomas started Wendy's out of there. Why is Columbus the test market? Because like, Columbus is like a great representation of America. It's very cross-cultural. It's very um, ethnically diverse. It's economically diverse. It has yeah. it has a it has a large public transportation system. And boy, so, do they like to eat. And boy, do they love to boy. eat. Boy, <laughs> you know this, Sharad. They like the extra squeezins on their burgers. <laughs> but, but, but doesn't America extra squeezins? <laughs> they Al Bundy it over there. But doesn't America like to eat in general? I thought all, I thought all the, Americans like the extra squeezins, especially no. the, yeah. especially the flyover states. The flyover states. Yeah, on the they coast, everybody try to, to pretend. Eat. On the coast, you pretend like you don't eat a lot, then you go home and you gorge. Tr- <laughs> you try not to eat a lot on the coast. That's yeah. for sure. But yeah. in the middle, yeah, they. But in the middle, they're like just fuck. I fuck threw all up. I threw up right before I came here. <laughs> Just so I'd look good. So Columbus. Yeah, Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Opening this Saturday. Okay. Holy chicken. Wow. Holy chicken. All Holy right. chicken. Now, what kind of, is it fried? Is it baked? Is well, it- the, well, it's like we have uh, our signature disc is the grilled crispy chicken sandwich. Oh, God almighty. You should have uh, so, brought some in here. It's so good. Oh, See, that's what, that's, if, we, if we'd had a way to create this grilled crispy, look how good that sandwich is. That was. looks amazing. Oh. <laughs> It's a uh, transparent localicious. What kind of bun are we talking right there? That's like a uh, that's like a, a a locally handmade, handcrafted, delicious buttery bun. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. They're a just lot. stamped out, Morgan. Come on. Sucker, <laughs> 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 makes that right sound so delicious. <laughs> that's, not true. that's actually being created by a local baker from Ohio. I believe, that's but true. I got I got to bust your balls out. <laughs> <laughs> you made that sound like the most amazing bread it ever. Is, it is the most amazing sandwich you're ever gonna have <laughs> in your life. It's good as shit. It does look. 
very, very yeah. good. It, you know, everything's it is, locally grown. It's, it is, it's all like this. So we have a lot of local things that are there. Our, the chicken, the best part about the chicken is I grew the chicken myself. We got a farm in Alabama where I raised my own chickens. So like now you know exactly where it's coming from. Are, is, are you serious? True story. jobs that you have? What, True story. How do you raise your own chickens? When do you have time to, to, <laughs> I was to raise, raise chickens? All this summer while we were making rats, I was also raising chickens. I was raising like flying rats, and you didn't get the, <laughs> you didn't get the, you didn't get the two confused, right? <laughs> I'll eat them both. That's, That's right, exactly. Listen, <laughs> when you're hungry enough, it's all good. Wait, why did you decide to raise your own chickens? Well, because we we had a bunch you, of conversations with people saying, "Oh, if you want to try and do something different in the space, you know, if you want to like you want to start a different restaurant, a real farm to table restaurant, then why not have the farm where the food comes now from?" How many chickens do you have there? We had about we had twenty five hundred chickens. Twenty five hundred. Yeah. Is it true through. that Americans consume over twenty two million chickens a year? Six no six billion chickens a year in the United six States. Twenty billion, billion. Twenty billion worldwide. Six, six billion, billion chickens in in the United States. Alone. Where do they even keep all these chickens? On top all of over. each other. All over. Well, you're twenty yeah. five hundred chickens. How much Tiny. room? How much room did you give them? Just as much. Just as much. <laughs> just as much. Just as much as they need. No, they they had more room. They had more room than they knew what to do with. It's those bigger chickens. than a New York apartment. That's, That's right. That That's true. At least you're being honest, because I've learned a lot about uh, cage-free and all that crap. And, and our chickens and, are cage-free and free-range, yeah, but it's all, but and they're 100 percent natural, antibiotic-free. You hear what free-range really means? Humanely raised. You run around. It's a couple the times. same fucking barn, right? But they have a door that leads to the outside. And if you're if you're lucky enough to get outside as a chicken, then it's considered free-range. Oh, really? They're and not also, all free-ranging, my, they, my if you're also lucky to get outside and it rains, there's a good chance you might drown as a chicken because chickens are not so smart. Yeah, they yeah. don't really like uh, the rain. I, I learned that too. <laughs> that's so. the same way they did recess in my uh, public school. There's <laughs> a hole in the back. You go out, there's gym. You go out there, there's gym class. <laughs> as long as these barns, they if they have a door where the chickens could get outside, that's what's that's that that's what free range means. That's it. Fifty five million we eat. What you what? No, 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 six, six billion. Six billion six for the country. For the U.S., we eat about 190 chickens a second. How is that? F- wow. We're just eating dinosaurs. We're still right. living off of dinosaurs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Wow. So they're extinct. No, nigga, they're on your sandwich. Wait, yeah. every second, 190 are done. That's right. And, How and, crazy is that? And so that's the whole reason why why I pick chicken is because, like, chicken is the new burger. Like, there's more people are eating chicken. Chicken is, like, a healthier choice, healthier alternative, better for you, better for the environment. Right. It's going to be good for you. Is that really why you picked oh, chicken? You're going to love it. You're going to love it. <laughs> Is that why you picked chicken? Yeah. And it's, or deep inside where you're saying, fuck chicken. <laughs> I, think, I think you should come to the opening and see this amazing restaurant. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think you are going to be. It's eye-opening. I think it's going to be amazing. Are, nice. are you doing, what wait. kind of French fries? That's the key. Okay. No, there's no, no French fries. Crispy greens. Crispy greens. I can mess with it. I like a nice crispy kale sometime when they make it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, that, so you definitely. No French going, fries. Why no French fries? Well, because you know, French fries well, relatively well, French, French fries, which are the most consumed side in the United States, right? They're yeah. the number one thing. So I said, well, let's not have the thing that everybody else has. Let's do something that's a little different. Okay, a okay. little, little, little healthier. A little better. What if they're craving their French fries? Well, then they can go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how much confidence Morgan Spurlock has in his chicken. Yes, uh, Eric oh, is asking, sandwich. spicy. 
You can have there's, a spicy there's, version? There's, there's regular and spicy. Nice. You, can, you, can you, can get a mustard, you can get a mustard version or like this uh, this like homemade sriracha we made. It's nice. All right. It's nice and spicy. Where, where, you at, where are you spicy. at with religion? Because some of these chicken places, they're very religious. They yeah, don't yeah, like we, on we, we, love, we love all kinds. Anybody can come. It's like you, like if you, you're going to come have a gay wedding at our place, okay. whatever you like. Whatever you like. You'll be open on Sundays. We're, we're open on we're open every day. Every day. You know what? I feel I feel like on a, in, on Earth every day is the Lord's day. Good. I am, I am not ordering chicken fillet uh, Chick Fil A anymore. Are you not? I'm ordering Morgan Spurlock. Oh chicken. yes, that's you right. Get one in New York though. No, I'm well, saying, that's, that's what's going to happen. It's a test market in Columbus. That's right. Okay. And then yeah. holy chicken, holy chicken everywhere. I can't wait. Holy chicken. What What are you thinking? Franchising? Like yeah. I'm, so we're going to start out of Columbus, and then on the heels of that, we will uh, we'll have more news soon. But we're going to start there. Oh, man. That's I'm where it's going to go. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. Holy chicken in New York City would do well. Now, did you get in beef? And you run into any uh, franchise beef that anybody from Not McDonald's yet. try to run you <laughs> off the road? Not yet. KFC people try to, you know. Popeyes. <laughs> the people at Popeyes. Oh, people at Popeyes kick oh, ass. They don't oh, mess around. They love man. an ass whooping at Popeyes. Oh, Louisiana fast. Usually, usually, usually at like one in the morning. Yeah. Usually. Oh boy! Watch Whoa. out for the Popeyes. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the drink situation like? Are you team with Coke, Pepsi? No, we, no. we got uh, we got uh, all local sodas from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, nice. Yeah. How are you going to do that if you go national? Well, then we'll go from other places. So, so regional we'll be, sodas? We'll get regional sodas where oh, we go. No matter where you are. No matter that, where that we are. That is very cool. Yeah. So we'll go all regional on the drinks. Very cool. And how many different kinds of uh, chicken sandwiches are you really right, keeping? The- right now, we're, we're, so, so ultimately, we, the the key is I think simplicity of the menu. Like if you go right. to, you go to In and Out Burger, the best thing about In and Out Burger is it's a cheeseburger, regular burger. Right. That's it. And so it's like you can get a regular chicken sandwich, or you can get it with the, all the fixings on it. And, right. But that's it. Yeah. What? Yeah. You gotta slow down a little bit. You're making us all look stupid. <laughs> making us all look hungry. You I'm should so have brought a couple hungry. sandwiches. I there. wish that I look. I look at that sandwich and it just makes my mouth start watering. Damn it's it! Such a good sandwich. Award-winning director. The uh, TV shows now restaurants. He's a Jamaican. Motherfucker <laughs> 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 got nine jobs. <laughs> you lazy lima bean. <laughs> I, think, I think you're gonna remotivate me, Morgan. God I'm not doing enough with my life. Uh, are you sick of them? Uh, describing you as the super size me director at I this mean, point. I mean, it's, it's listen. I mean, it's been that movie came out now. It's 2016, 12 years ago, and wow. the fact that that movie. Every time I travel, like I was just traveling, coming back from Columbus, I was stopped in the airport by a guy in the airport yesterday who said, "Listen, man, I just got to show you something." And he pulls a picture out of his wallet yeah. to show, and it's literally he's got this picture of himself laminated. He goes, "This was me a hundred pounds ago," wow. and he goes, "After I saw super size me, he goes, I changed the way I ate. Wow. He goes, I started going to the gym. He goes, I started cooking at home. So for me, it's like that seeing people like that." That like this movie, it still resonates with them. It's bananas. Yeah. Oh, so, no question. Do you I think know, it matters more now than it did then. Yeah, and <laughs> of I, course it does. Yeah, and kids like I'll get stopped by kids who like they showed it to me in health class, and I haven't had fast food since. And it's like it's awesome. Yeah. It's great. And uh, so for me, it's like the business is the business. Like the the you know, it's like we live in a capitalist society. They want to make money all they can. I think the film did a good job of making them realize what they were and weren't doing. Mm-hmm. The best thing that film did was make people say, "I need to assume responsibility." Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, and yeah. then a lot of filmmakers fo- uh, definitely followed your lead. No question. Mm-hmm. And did their own versions of Super Size Me or food in general. Like yeah. Fed Up was a great movie. Yeah, Fed Up oh. was good. Amazing. Food Inc. was a good movie. Uh, food Inc. was great. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to stop watching those things. Cause, well, it just used to get angrier. So watch get angrier. Well, you get angry just, at our government that was yeah. telling us what, what was healthy our whole yeah. lives. Yeah. 
I had no idea that how much sugar was in th- in, in the th- things I thought were healthy. Oh my gosh, I, I had no idea. That's right, because the way the way they bury it and all the ingredients, it's incredible. Right, and, and a lot of people really believe if they're having an apple juice or something, it's it's healthy. Why right? are you going to call out my apple juice? I'm sitting over here <laughs> trying to enjoy a little apple juice. Yeah, that was a good movie for people who haven't seen that. Was uh, that sugar film? Right, yeah. the sugar film, which is literally all about that. Right, is this Aussie guy basically says, "I'm going to eat all healthy foods. Right, I'm going to eat all the stuff that's supposedly good for me, from yogurt to juice to everything." And he was just consuming so much sugar every day and feeling like Ugh, and feeling, feeling like shit yeah but he was like a hardcore uh, vegan i think he's a healthy guy really healthy guy but he's like i'm gonna now eat what what they're telling me is healthy so it's like yeah. yogurts it's like your apple juice sugar's, it's sugar's the enemy yeah, yeah. but sugar's, they're saying sugar's the bad. apple juice they're like at that point you might as well have a soda yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no you're right you're but, right but whatever i mean if you if, if that's what you want to do that's fine but what pissed me off is the government made it uh, and the food industry made it look, look like, like this stuff healthy. Was, was healthy that's right they put it next to like an apple so it's like a picture of a real apple and like an apple juice yeah <laughs> they're like whatever you'd like one of these is totally fine orange juice oh. the same whatever i mean yeah. uh, you know i drive people nuts in my personal life <laughs> and stuff. i drive them i drive them nuts because they get really mad i don't yeah. like sugar sneaking up and shit that it don't have to be in right yeah it's like when i want to have sugar i want to have a piece well, of cake because but i don't want it to sneak up in other food well how about the government uh made it deal with the school system and and basically said okay you need vegetables so we'll accept french fries and pizza as vegetables in the school lunch program incredible because it's cheaper yeah and ketchup they counted ketchup as a vegetable and ketchup because they were because yeah. fi- they were finally fighting them and that's right they were fighting them and then uh, they're like okay we'll accept uh you know that uh, you could call these things vegetables so now you are <laughs> you are uh offering a, a healthy alternative at school for the kids it's terrible uh, complete and utter bullshit just tell yeah. us the truth and then and school we'll go from there terrible. And they're still terrible because people don't know still any better. Terrible. They're not educated yeah. enough to, to, you know, if if someone's telling them that French fries or pizza is considered a vegetable and it's healthy, they don't, is, they don't know any but better. But this is the country we live in. We live in a in a world, and especially in the U.S., where we're like the government's going to take care of me. They're going to look out and for me. Not. There's somebody, like, the USDA, the FDA, these people are there to protect me. And the school system, right. they're all there to do what's right. And it's just not true. And Remember when all... Michelle Obama even came out and said, hey, we need to have the kids eat healthier, guys. And everybody in America went like this, <gasps> shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you don't raise my fucking kids. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We're the worst as a nation. Erox yeah. uh, reminded me. You could just say that yourself. but uh, in, but In one of those sugar movies. I though. think it was Fed Up. Uh, fed Up. They said, you know, when Michelle Obama had that uh, that plan, she partnered up with Kellogg's and a few of the other companies who were the ones supplying to the That's schools right. as it is. So she wanted this all uh, new uh, new food regime and and everything for the for the schools, the kids to eat better, right. and it's all supplied by the companies but that were already there in, in the brought to you by Coke and Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes that's how it happens. Sometimes in a neighborhood, you got to go to the drug dealer to get turkeys for everybody for Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, he's selling drugs, but he's gonna get turkeys this Thursday. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's, it is you can like take somebody's money and use, use a little bit of their good. power right. against them. Right. You know, yeah, you can. It you doesn't can, work. But way. my point is, I, <laughs> I just don't want to be lied to by by the government. If you if you want to eat shitty, whatever, that's fine. But there's a lot of people out there that have no idea they're eating shitty because it, right. it says like low fat on on the label or something like that. That's, that's right. why you see your boy Sanjay Gupta didn't want to be uh, Gupta. He want that job because he didn't want to lie to America. That's right. Right. That's true. Well, that's why that's why I think the people are going to love coming to Holy Chicken because it is completely transparent. Bring it's it this, right back. Bring it back. It's this awesome. It's this incredibly. Bro. Honest experience. That's a pro. He's like, look, yeah. I like hanging with you guys. Well, let's get some business. <laughs> but, that's, but, what, but what you're saying is about telling people what's in their food. Like that's what our whole place is all about. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I try to eat very healthy. I got you know one of these protein smoothies, and I I just had one of those, and I've been juicing all day. But when when I want to eat a you know a, a, a chicken sandwich, I'm going to go and eat, and eat a chicken sandwich. Yeah, that's right. I would that's like fine. to be healthy. Even in New York State, we had to pass legislation just to know what the food was in the food. That's right. <laughs> we yeah. had to get the law changed just to say how many calories in this. I, I was against. What happened? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? I think you might have a better point. <laughs> no, I was going to say. You I was, sure? I was going to say what happened with Bloomberg was funding all that money in California. What happened to the vote uh, where they were going to push the sugar tax in California? Uh, we're on the same page. I was against what Bloomberg was trying to do with all that stuff. Yeah. And then when I really started educating myself more because I had a lot to learn, I'm like, fuck yeah, I I, I want Bloomberg to kind of legislate some of this stuff just because the you know the population has no idea. Yeah, no idea. The and size of the soft of drinks and this and that. I'm like, you know, go for it. The salt content. Content and food, because because we don't we just didn't know. Yes, yeah. we think we get away it with it, but at the other end, we're still paying for it because all these fucking medical prices are going up. Everybody right. got sugar, di- got diabetes. I'm about to black it up with sugar diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> we got diabetes, yeah. so like this costs a lot of money, right? But you got to say it like in like with my family when you go back home, they go, "You got the diabetes." <laughs> you got the diabetes. Got- well, for he family, got- he got he got the diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> we all know someone with the diabetes. You got the diabetes. diabetes. No, it's like you got the sugar. How's your sugar? That's yeah. what everybody asks. How's my your sugar? sugar How's your sugar? My sugar acting up. That's what my family would say. <laughs> Patrice used What's to your say South that Mason Dixon line? Patrice used to say that his mom's called it the sweetness or something like that. Sweetness. <laughs> I think it was sweet. Sweetness or sweet blood? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, whatever. I should have I I let you have that one, but I think it was sweet blood. Well, so we all say that to uh, look. Oh, I got, a, I got a, a, a sweet tooth. No, you're addicted to sugar. That's right. <laughs> It's an addiction. It is an addiction. Whatever. People are like, shut up. Shut, what, what is, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. When is Holy Chicken? <laughs> Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. Saturday at 11 a.m. Columbus, Ohio. You're going to fly uh, me and Sherrod up? You guys just come out. You guys fly come on. Up. You're flush. You're flush. Yeah. Let's get, fly up. And you get serious. Chicken. Get serious. Come out there and broadcast live from the Holy Chicken. I'll I'm do it. S- stop showing <laughs> that damn sandwich. I'm, getting, I'm starving. No, that sandwich <laughs> looks really Holy good. shit. Really good. And the bread was made by angels, so we're in good hands. <laughs> Angels in the city, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Do you visit your chickens that you raised? Oh, yeah. Do you ever sleep? Sometimes. Who's sleep the, sometimes. Who's the dude on, uh, the, this was MVP of the Super Bowl who got ra- raised chickens, too? Oh, who's that? Yeah, you're talking about. Oh, from the, the Broncos. Uh, He's hands-on, too. Yeah. You hands-on? I was hands-on. I was in there. I was feeding them. I was, like, scooping out the shits. Right. They can yeah. get evil, too, chickens. They, chickens can get a little they, mean. They will eat each other. Yeah. They don't fuck around. They they're, will They will, they will. will peck on. They'll peck on other birds. They'll pick on other birds. Right. They'll eat other ones. that are, If one dies, they'll go in and start eating on the dead guy. Really? Yeah. They don't, they don't give a fuck. Tastes like chicken. That's they, right. They're they're like, tastes like chicken. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about pigeon meat and shit like that? Because I've, I've eaten pigeon well, but before. If, yeah, if you've eaten like squab, squab, squab is basically yeah. pigeon. Right. And then in other places other than like New York City where you can go and actually eat pigeon like in Delicacy. Europe. Like, yeah. yeah it's like you'll, you'll eat p- pigeon all the time. What was the, the most? What was the wildest thing you ate? That I've ever eaten? Yeah. The wildest thing I've ever eaten? I ate kangaroo in... Australia. I had had some. I had some. Uh, I had some nutria. I've had nutria in nutria, Louisiana. Yeah, what's you nutria? Like swamp they rats. Shoot the, they shoot They're big swamp. swamp rats. They big as hell. Longest tails. Yeah. You go out at night sometimes on a pickup truck just to keep the population down. Yeah. Shoot them. Grab them. Oh, yeah, by there you go. Look tail. at that swamp rat. Why do you like, eat that? Because the, the guy cooked. Sh- a guy cooked it up in a place that I was in. Was in it in the south? Yeah, it was great. In the south. Yeah. Come on. You like curry that shit up? I'll taste great. Was it gamey? Um. No, it wasn't gamey. And the way he like cooked it is almost like a stew. Yeah. He made it almost like a pulled pork. 
Because right. it's almost like a shredded type meat, meat when yeah. you pull it out. So the the uh, obvious question: What does it taste like? It what, tasted, what kind of meat tasted, that we would know? It tasted know. beefy. It tasted really? more beefy than like chickeny. I had ostrich once. That was the wildest. Oh, thing. look at this raw Nutria heads. That's it's so disgusting. Heads. <laughs> That's so disgusting. And then, oh, and then I'll tell another. Like when I was, and then like that picture right there of those raw heads. Yeah. When I was in, uh, when I was in Iceland, a guy took me to the bus station. He goes, uh, he goes, you come to the bus station with me. We'll go to eat. And I was like, um, okay. So you went to the bus station in Reykjavik, <laughs> and in Reykjavik you can order this thing called Svith. I think it's S V I T H. I think it's how you spell it. Yeah. And so what Svith is, it's basically like a goat head where they smoke the head. So it's basically like that raw head, except they smoke it, so they singe all the hair off and they cut it in half. So basically there's half a goat head on yes. a plate yeah. that they yes. wrap plastic over. And so they put it out on the table for you. And then me and this guy just took forks and picked at this raw, this like smoked goat head. Oh, that's good. And so we're eating the cheek and we're eating like oh, the Oh, you got to get the cheek meat. The cheek meat is the best meat. Did we, did, we find, uh, did we find Svith? Is it in there? I said, but that's what the goat head looks like. It Did looks you like, like that. it? Um, listen, I mean, I, I, goat meat has a very specific flavor to begin with. So, like, goat is a very different flavor than beef. Very, very. It's more lamby than anything, right? It's more lamb, and that. it's the number one thing in the world that uh, humans eat. That's right. Yeah, it's the number one thing story. on Flatbush I, Avenue. Money go. I had no idea because <laughs> you, you rarely see someone eating goat in America. But goat roti. Yeah, there it is. As far as there's feet right there. Look at that. So it looks just like that. I would not be able to do that. And so I was, so I was eating the cheek. I was eating some of the jowls. I was. Eating some of the tongue, and then he was like, "He goes, you want the eye?" And I was like, "No, no, you can have it." And he's like, and he like just popped the eyeball in. in his mouth and ate it. Uh, I love it. Lens and all, a uh, whole thing. He like chewed the whole thing. <laughs> That's got to be a little crunchy. The eyeball. I love it. The first bite pops, but then you got to crunch through it. I think. Yeah. I could, that looks like you're eating your dog. <laughs> good boy. Who's a good boy? Looks like you're eating your collie. <laughs> I told you to fetch. I told you. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's rough. <laughs> I, had, oh, I had ostrich good. was mine. But that, but that, that tastes like? Uh, like the best steak you'll ever have. Really? really? It was amazing. Was it thick? It's like a thick yeah, steak? Yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. I had it once a few years back, but and what is it tr- like the hip? What did he cut? I don't from? know. It looked like a medallion when they threw it on my plate. Right, I didn't know any better. If if they didn't tell me it was, I would. Where were just you? Where did you have that? Uh, on Long Island on Jericho Turnpike, and then they weren't selling enough ostrich meat because <laughs> then there was some Jewish lightning that took out the restaurant. Oh, really? Suspicious uh, circumstances. Oh, that's the insurance. You're out. You're out. You're out of governors. Uh, I was out of governors eating the ostrich yeah. steak. <laughs> a, little, a little further out. A little, a little further than that, but close enough. <laughs> And you didn't you didn't try the rat when you guys were I did not that in your no movie. when we were there when we were shooting in in Cambodia and Vietnam we'd already filmed in New Orleans where we'd done the whole dissection scene and pulled all of these parasites and things yeah. out of those rats I was like I'm not eating any of that Wait. I don't want that anywhere near my body. Yeah, that, that is absolutely. But rough. don't they have like farm rats over there that they totally. raise? Well, that's, to well eat? that's why. Well, they no, they don't raise them. They they get them from farms. Like what they do is they they pick them up. They have people who trap them in Cambodia in the rice fields right. and then truck them across the border into Vietnam. Like people in Vietnam won't eat the city rats. They'll only eat the imported kind of how up free range, the free range, the free range rats. <laughs> well, what's the logic there? Because ultimately, there there's no disease. Diet. They're all natural. Oh, okay. So they're taking, they run around. They're eating all like they're not eating like crap people throw in the street. Right. I'm not telling yeah. you anything you don't know already. You're you're a really good filmmaker because that scene, how it builds, Morgan. Oh, is thanks. this the Cambodian? Oh, that's the, that's one of the markets. That's one of the street markets we can go buy rats. But uh, on markets, let's use the word market. <laughs> yeah. There, there. See, they're cooking them up on the street. But Sherrod, did you see rats? 
I know maybe we saw clips of it in here. Oh, okay. But I didn't watch the whole the thing. Si- I can't wait to watch the whole thing. The scene where they were collecting the rats in the rice fields, and it slowly builds. This is why he's such a great filmmaker. Right. And then halfway through the scene, you're like, no, no. You, you, now you're aware where it's going. You're like, no, oh, my God. There's a guy that's just paying cash for the rats, and you don't know why he's paying cash for the rats yet. And he's piling up in cages on the back of his moped and taking the ride uh, to Vietnam, I think, right? Yeah, to the border. Right. On the back right. of then, his moped. Yeah, but yeah. everyone is coming like with cages, their rats. Ten cages high. No. Yeah. Everyone is coming with their rats and this guy's just taking the cash like, here you go, here you go. He's so excited he's getting all these rats and you don't know why yet. And then he piles them up, gets them to Vietnam and then then you you did the reveal where there's a lady getting her uh, pots and pans ready and her knives ready. And then then she cooks them up. And it's one of the, my favorite scenes. And they look amazing. They look so the delicious. The dishes looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. look and they smell incredible. Like you're there and you smell that lemongrass and everything. It's just like that smells phenomenal. But, I would eat one. You ate one, right? I did not eat one when I was there. But no, you also, but I would. But I grew up eating squirrel. I'm a hillbilly in West Virginia. Yeah, so I mean, I grew up. Yeah. Squirrels are fancy rats. Yeah, same thing. That's got to that, That's got to be gamey. No, they taste. They do taste just like chicken. Some of your yeah. crew? Who on the crew? Wait, the none of us, do none of us, nobody ate it? Nobody ate one because after seeing what we saw in New Orleans, oh, we that's were all why like, no way. Back. And, yeah. and yeah, that's what made that scene so much better. Is this too. the New Orleans footage? Yes. yes. This is the dissection scene. Oh my goodness. Yes. What are they going to find in there? Oh, they found so many you good things. Oh, Sherrod. Yeah, I didn't see this scene. This scene's amazing. So here, watch that, what they start pulling out. That's the oh, liver, right? Okay. That's the liver. So they start pulling these parasites out. Oh! What is that? It can be transmitted to humans. You see that? Can't see its radio. Oh. I'm sorry. Contraviruses are best detected in lung tissue. Oh, they moving? Viruses are comparable in terms of diagnostics. In a test tube. Uh, so they're hemorrhagic. Okay, yeah, this is beautiful. Look at the stripes. Look at that. Just... That shouldn't look like a fucking cobra. <laughs> that looks like, that's like it looks like from a horror movie, right? Yeah. You'd plant that Oof. in somebody's brain, and then the next thing you know, there's some kind of I saw it. That's what happened in, like, Wrath of Khan. Yeah. You put it in his ear. Yeah. yeah. Oh! Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what else about the chicken place? I want to make sure we, we promote this uh, properly. Yeah, man. I feel like um, if uh, people want updates, they can follow it on Twitter at Holy Chicken USA. Um, and, yeah, it's opening this Saturday in Columbus, Ohio. Four days we're going to be open. Uh, we're giving away 20. Anybody that comes wearing any type of chicken uh, attire, <laughs> we're going to give you a free full, a free full meal. Oh! So, Oh, okay. Chicken hat, chicken costume, whatever you, any chicken garb. All right, you'll get you'll get a free sandwich. <laughs> what about you get a whole free meal? We're what, gonna treat you right. What if you show up with a Make America Great uh, hat? Then you can pay just like everybody else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you know what we're doing at Holy Chicken? Huh. We're making chicken great again. <laughs> Bravo! Yeah. I have a feeling that you already know that you're rolling this out. It's gonna be good. It's like it's already good. gonna. Ah, come yeah. on. He's not just going to, yeah. it's Morgan Spurlock. He's, he doesn't have one restaurant in Columbus. Yeah, right. They said, let's, let's get it going in Columbus and then we're going to roll out beginning of the year. We're going to take, we're going to take our time. How many cities you think? We'll see. We'll see what, we'll see what people think of Columbus. I think, like I think people are going to, I think people are going to love it. And, uh, <laughs> cause what we're going to do out of Columbus is we're going to go back and meet with more investors and show people what the response was. Right. right. Um, kind of show them the reactions to the food and everything. It's going to be bananas. That's be exciting. Great. It's exciting. It is exciting. Very good. I think we got to take a break. Uh, you got to leave or you mm, stay? Thank you. No, I think I got to leave. I think I got to go, uh, around the corner. 
FedEx something sandwiches though. <laughs> <laughs> See if we'd already if already been open, I would have uh, figured out a way to get some here. FedEx will work. I got a lot of product coming so, through FedEx. Yeah. Sp- special mayo. What do you got? Spicy mayo. Oh, it's, or, like, it's like a, yeah, it's this, it's a sriracha sauce. It's like a homemade special recipe sriracha oh, sauce. Yeah. Eric, it sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds very good. I think I'm going out. <laughs> so, you gonna okay, go to quick, Columbus? It's a quick drive. I might uh, go tape a segment of my show there. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. It's not a quick ride, though. It's uh, we already mapped it out. Seven it's, hours. It's eight hours and twenty one minutes. Eight hours, twenty one minutes. That's, that means you and Roland are going. And that's only if you go the speed Paul. limit. You can go a little faster than that. And Giggles and the rest of my staff. <laughs> yes. Are you guys really going to do a road trip? We're going to try. It's Thanksgiving weekend, right? No, it's the weekend before. It's next weekend. It's this coming Saturday. It's coming Saturday. Oh, okay. I'll have to check on that then. <laughs> wow, he was, he was so motivated. He's up, he was up right until then. <laughs> he was really motivated. He was in it right till the end. Well, we should take a break, but Morgan Spurlock, I love when you come in here, man. Awesome to see you guys. And you uh, you know how to play, and I appreciate that. I, I think the chicken place is going to be great. It's called Holy Chicken. starts in Columbus, Ohio on Saturday, and it's gonna. It's obviously going to be in a whole bunch it of It is going to be eye-opening. It's going to be eye-opening for people. Really? Yeah. I want to bite that fucking sandwich. (laughs) A little piece, a little taste. Can we get a little action? It's just going to be good. It's going to be the most. uh, It's going to be the most honest, transparent food experience people have ever had. It's going to be great. Let's get a little action. Let us get some of that pickle money. Let's be in charge of all the pickles. (laughs) Right. I'll I'll give you some French fry money. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to take a break, Morgan. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Sherrod is here. We got Jackie the Joke Man coming in next. Oh yeah. We got uh, Willie Robertson. He's a he's a big uh, Trump supporter. Oh yeah. From uh, Duck, uh, Duck, Duck, Duck Dynasty. Oh, yes. He's coming in. And then the guy. He was on the campaign trail. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's got to be pretty excited today. Definitely. And then we got 14 minutes from Earth. Alan. Good awesome. old Alan from gonna, Google. See, now I'm going to watch that. I want to watch <laughs> it that. Was good. It, it, it was sound, good. I mean, it good. sounds incredible. But you're going to have the same question as me by the end. Why? <laughs> why do it? Yeah, why? He hates his wife. Are you that bored at home? <laughs> why, why do are you hate your wife so much? Are you that bored at home? Yeah. Nobody plummets <laughs> themselves to the earth. <laughs> are you that bored what at your, home? What did your family do to you? Your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and he did this thing already, but we all start, uh, still talk about the Red Bull guy more. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. this guy set the record. He beat him. But Red Bull was first. That's why people remember. And I think it was the step out, which was so dramatic. So you when remember? you break the Guinness Book of World Record, do people come to your house and take the old Guinness Book of World Record that was that's hanging a, there? That's a great question. Or does or does the other guy get to still hang on to the one that's in his house? I think they knock on your door. They come yeah. in and they go, give me that. They're really rude about they paint, it. They paint a red, a red X over it. <laughs> it's just us and the guns. <laughs> give me that back. <laughs> All right, Morgan. We're going to take a break. Thank you. you. We'll Thank see you. you soon. And, uh, yeah, stay there. OB Radio is back. I'm catching up with Jackie because it's, it's been a while. It's been a little bit. It's been a minute. And I go, man, you haven't fucking aged. That's creepy. I appreciate that. You know, I, you know, I, you got I, all original parts still? Uh, yeah. Most absolutely. of them? I, well, my dick doesn't work as good as it did. But right. so the carburetor does go. It hasn't right. been operated on, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking I'm probably going to need some new parts because uh, my legs are giving out. But yeah. I, I'm all me. I'm a, I, I was actually... Uh, 20 pounds lighter for years, and all of a sudden, the last year, I, I just started eating again. I Good don't for know you. Nah. Enjoy your life. What, what are you eating that you shouldn't be eating? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, bon eat, appetit. I eat healthy, and then I eat 
the unhealthy. You know, right. eat both. You're, you're like everyone that tries to eat healthy. You eat you eat healthy all day long, and then right around nine o'clock, it all falls apart, and you'll you'll have a half a gallon ice cream or something ridiculous. I I the am cravings very, will always get you. In yeah, the end. I'm very pro marijuana, but marijuana. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Welcome home. But marijuana is not compatible with trying to st- you know right. when i'm not smoking pot the thought of eating late is the furthest thing from my mind and sure. then i get stoned i wouldn't i don't think twice about having three huge pieces of pizza like how many times are you gonna go around the planet man Stop. <laughs> <laughs> i got a strain for you i got a nice strain that'll make you not eat and stay high yeah, so <laughs> you gotta be happy with all the states legalizing it finally yeah that's fine you know but uh, you know sometimes i get stoned every day for a month i never smoke pot during the day but i mean for a month and then I don't smoke pot. At one point, I didn't smoke pot for like eight months, and I wound up walking into Willie Nelson's bus, and he handed me the open end of a vaporizer bag when they looked like you know, vacuum cleaner yeah. bags. Oh, and Willie yeah, hands yeah, you the yeah, bag, yeah. and I'm like, well, there goes that eight months. You know? <laughs> squeeze the whole bag into you. Great. Life has been so good, man. It's oh, good. Just, good to hear. I have no idea why. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, people are interested in me again. It's so exciting. Knock on wood. But all of a sudden, they're making a documentary about me, and I finally got my book. I got a book deal after all this time. Oh. You know. Are you going to be talking Howard or what? I talk about everything. You mean to him or about him? Uh, well, uh, well, a little bit about both. Yeah, a little of both. Yeah, you know, everybody say, "Oh, it's a tell-all." But there's no such thing as a tell-all book because everybody knows everything that happened on the show. It'll just be from my point of view. Yeah. But the shit that'll get under his nerves will be the stuff that other people don't even care about. You know. So yeah. But it's it's funny. There's still so much funny stuff. I mean, you know, you're on a radio show and a guy comes in and takes a shit on the floor. I mean, <laughs> who's, Eric, who's not laughing? Right? Who's not laughing? It's a great life. <laughs> do, do you talk to Howard still? No, you know. It's so funny. I've told why this, won't I, why won't he talk to people that help wait, him no, no, get no. to where he is today? I could talk to him. I could talk to him. But the point right. it, the point is that uh, it's a weird question because everybody asks that. Okay, and well, I got people, better ones. But, uh, I, I was trying to be nice. I got better ones. An inch and a half. <laughs> I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, people, I got some real good inside say, inside I, questions. If I'm you really want to go there, I'll Ooh, go anywhere. Go but um, the, the people say, "Are you guys still friends?" and 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 it's weird because I don't see the guy, and we never hang out, and I haven't seen him in years, so I feel weird saying, yes, he's my friend. But if you say no, people are like, oh, what happened? What happened? Yeah, right. And realize real, nothing happened. And the other day, this this underscored, like, I, I know every joke, and I've always known all the jokes. But I not only know the jokes, I know who told me the jokes for the most part. Right. And if all of a sudden a joke comes up or somebody emails me a joke, and it's a joke that my friend Chris Hoffman and I laughed about. You know, 50 years ago in college, I emailed him, hey, Hoffman, look at this joke. Somebody just sent me the, the Peter Peter joke. Yeah. So somebody sent me a joke about a month or two ago that was a, a joke that Gary and me and Howard laughed at for two months on the Channel 9 show. It was just stupid, stupid. The punchline was asshole, pussy, asshole. Pu-. And it was so stupid. <laughs> so we could just put our fingers to our noses and laugh. That's still a class. And I said Switching to myself, the and I said to myself don't see this. if it was anybody else in the world, I would write and say, hey, look at this. Somebody yeah. just emailed me this joke. You remember this joke? I'm yeah. like, but I kind of hesitated. And I'm like, well, if he's my friend, I'll do that. So then I said it to him, said, do you remember this joke? I said, you know, and I explained what I just explained to you. I don't know. Blah, blah, and he just wrote back. He said, what are you talking about? We're great friends. We're great friends. And I wrote, why don't we get together for dinner? He said, we're great friends. We're great friends. <laughs> he, said, he said, I do nothing all day. 
and I don't do anything all day, but I have no time to go to dinner. I said, you're like Trump. You, you, you contradicted yourself by the end of the fucking sentence, you know. We're which is friends. fine. Which is, which is Let's fun. go to dinner. We're great friends. We're great friends. Yeah, that is, that is, every time whole... I ask him to go to dinner, he doesn't say no. He just does. It's, it's like if I say, uh, is it a nice day out today? And you go, uh, it's a nice frog. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> all right, but that's so, no animosity. You know, I understand. Right. You guys uh, are uh, all right. You're doing different things. Let's just yeah, put it that way. Yeah. You know? yeah, Wait, but what, the what book will be fun. Be, I just fuck with him. No, of course oh. he is. He, he thinks, I, actually, the one he I knows, I'll answer them. Well, I mean, it was always uh, strange that you just left the show, and it was over yeah. not not much money in the end. No, that I, that drove me nuts uh, hearing about that over the years. Well, when people hear how much money it was, they they, they fall down. You know, I well, t- it's, it's a it's a lot of money for a lot of people, of course. Yeah, and the average person, if you tell them what you were making, they're like, "Go fuck yourself! Yeah, You're making right. that much money." You know, the, these are the people that would sit with Howard for free, right? You know what I mean? So, I what I mean is, the raise wasn't that much money considering how much. Howard was making and the radio stations that you guys were on. Yeah, that's and, that's and the point. It was a healthy it. amount of money, but it was a deal I made with myself. You know, everybody's heard it ad nauseum, ad nauseum. But yeah. you know, it's cra- and people don't want to deal with the fact that it was just money. You know, they think that you know I wanted this firstborn child. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, my bullshit. Oh, you know. see, I never knew all this. No, it was just it was just dollars and cents. You know, sad. I, you know, the, you know what. I assume you're a comedian. Yes. You're a black guy on the radio. You got to be a comedian. That's right. Well, I could be a suspect. <laughs> yeah, well, you could be both. <laughs> I am. I would bet the farm. Shrod is a very so, funny comic. So yeah. if somebody asks you, do you want to do a gig in Alaska? You don't say no. You say $70,000. So then they say, oh, we haven't got that kind of money. It's okay. You know, I didn't, I didn't get the gig. Why say no? So I price myself but if they say do you want to go to alaska and you really don't feel like it you might say ten thousand dollars so if they give me that much money eh, fuck it i'll go five rounds with the champ you yeah, know right. so i didn't price myself out of the ball game i priced myself within the ball game but it wasn't the ball game that they were playing so that was oh, that's crazy you know. to let you go there was that. one point where I, I had i walked out of the show like four times and one of the times, stormed out. Dominic Barber, not, no, not walked out, just didn't come back in because they didn't meet my contract. And okay. Dominic Barber, right. do you remember? Sure, I remember Dominic. Exactly, you know, what's going on? you got to be on the show. What's going on? Yeah. I, said, I said, well, we got a difference in price, Dominic. He, I said, uh, he said, what is it? I said, well, you know, I, I want to raise. He said, well, what is it? I said, well, I'm making 300 grand and I want to make 400 grand. He said, what are you talking about? He says, so what are you looking for per year? I said, 400 grand. And he said, I got to pull over. He said, what the fuck is Mel doing? He said, everybody thinks that you're making $2 million and you're asking for $3 million. When, and, you know, that was a couple of negotiations ago. I was yeah. in the early 90s. But, but still, it was but so early- much less than he would have ever imagined. You know? oh. But the early 90s, I mean, you guys were crushing it. That was, a, as we used to say in the business, a license to print money. Right. The, the amount of money these radio stations were making off the Howard Stern Show. And uh, Jackie only wanted a $100,000 raise up to 400000 I I thought at the time you were well over a million a year. Everybody did, you know. And I'm going to get so many texts and emails. Is that all you could do is go talk about Howard? Talk about it? But nah, it's we can still move, interesting. We, we still no, can no, move on. No, I don't care because it's still interesting to people. You know, it is. Did you uh, go back and go? All right, I, I want my old job back for three hundred. No, no. Did I? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, well, what I did do is is after a couple of months, it's so funny. You don't miss the money and you don't miss the fame. You what you miss is being in that fucking room with yeah. four or five people and laughing for five hours. Yeah. And like you go through through withdrawal. So after a couple of months, I actually wrote and said, "Hey, I'll take the job at the price you at the last 
offer you made. And they never emailed me back. Oh, so, so fucked up. You know, they just were like, we're sorry that ship sailed. But that was only two months later. It wasn't two years later. If you really, truly know this business, that is not fucked up. That's some dirty shit. We all have those stories. We all have them. But didn't call back and didn't, you know, I said, you know, I call up and said, listen, uh, we decided, you know, I'd love to come back at at the offer you made me. And my lawyer called Tom and told him the same thing. And they said, all right, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. And I'm still waiting <laughs> for an answer, yeah, which is just it's a wow. little low rent. But, it, you know, it's like anything. If you go for an audition, they don't call you up and say, sorry, you didn't get it. Yeah. You know, you sit there all day waiting for that. You were a very important part of that show. Oh, you must be talking to yes! me. Yes. No, a very important part of the show. This That's, is blowing my mind. That was, the, all that was the heyday of Howard Stern. I mean, he likes to think that he's still on, uh, at that level. He's not. Well, I, I don't because, listen. I, I don't and, know. No, no. And I'm not even trashing him. The world has changed. Right, Back then, world, right. we didn't have our fucking phone so when you had a radio show like howard did it was everything to everybody yeah. I, I it's love, impossible to stay on that level nowadays people I come agree. people come up and if you hey, you know i don't want to bother you or i mean you know i'm like but it never you never bother me if you come up and say how much i enjoyed the show yeah. or how great it was or you're an asshole for leaving whatever but some things you get some comp mark twain said he could live for two months on a good compliment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's really true, true. somebody <laughs> says something nice so and people give me compliments I couldn't make up. Like, I got an email from a guy and said, I started listening to the Stern Show in 2007. He says, I really love it. I really got into the show. And then I started hearing the old shows. And he said, it's like having a new favorite band and then finding out they have old albums albums, that you like more than the new albums. And I'm like, whoa, that's a nice fucking guy. I wish I had written that compliment to myself. You know, it's creative. I mean, if you discover the Rolling Stones with Tattoo You, and and then you go backwards, you're like, oh, wow. wow. Okay, I missed some things somewhere in there. I remember meeting you for the first time uh, at the Oyster Fest out there on Long Island. And and Jackie couldn't have been nicer. I was like, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And and he couldn't have been nicer. You've always been uh, really. You really, know, I love it when you know. Really, all right. I, I have this great new girlfriend, um, uh, Barbara Klein. She's wonderful. Oh, and, you and, almost forgot her name. Jackie. Yeah. What? <laughs> you don't forget your woman's name. No, especially not no Jewish woman. There was a pause there. What, like, oh, no. what I did was I, I paused because I was wondering whether I should say her name. Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm really going to forget her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that happening, though. Yeah. Not to me, but. Uh, but it's so great because people are always coming up and saying, oh, I met you 30 years ago and you were so nice. Or I met you 40 years ago and you're so nice. I met you five years ago. And it's like, you know, it, it, it becomes apparent that I'm not just running into people. Luckily, that I was nice because I've been nice to everybody not forever. Yet, yeah. You know, it, it's nice. You know, right. do you know Lenny Schultz is? I, I remember the name. Crazy Who, Lenny, Lenny Schultz. He was a, a comedian, comedian that you know the, you know water and threw spaghetti in his face. <laughs> he was absolutely out <laughs> oh, of that guy. Yeah, 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 all right. I see a picture now. Sure, of course. And we were at Governor's and he had divorced his wife and he had a new girlfriend yeah. <laughs> who operated. He In those days, there were cassettes and she had to co- keep putting in different cassettes for his different bits. And she was up at, at Governor's up in the window. And I came up and said, Lenny, you were so great. You want to hear some more Lenny? He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, Lenny, you want to do some more? He says, yeah, yeah. You know what bit I'll do? I'll do such and such. And he looks up and, and he and he motions to her. We got a full house on Saturday night. Right. He's like, like this. 
And he turns to the audience and goes, I forgot my fucking girlfriend's name. She's gonna cut my fucking balls off. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so it's fun. So I'm gonna have a book coming out, and that's school. very exciting. Yeah, when's the book coming out? Uh, it's not, not for a while. You know, it's all written, but it's gonna, you know, probably, probably in the fall. What are we looking at in the book? What kind of stories? Next fall. Uh, are you going from, uh, I was born, my parents, uh, I this. think they're going to chop out a lot of it, but it, uh, I only put in stuff that's funny. You know, right. not I was born and raised. I, my mother was mm. very, very cutting and funny. And my fa- my whole family, everybody in my family is funnier than me. Yeah. So the stories, you know, I'm not going to put anything in that's not laughable. And the chapters are, are bite-sized. So you can read them while you're nice. taking a dump. And, you know, nice. I, I'm not a fan of the backstory. You've got to do the audio book if you want open to read it. Oh, I, and All right. <laughs> I, got, I got two little and kids, I, Jackie. I got I mean, that deal, too. I'm going to explain why. I got that deal, I know deal how to too. read. God damn it. <laughs> I got that deal, too. I got the audio book and the audible.com. It's the best. It is the best. It's fantastic. They still won't give me free books and I do live reads for the, the for them and I and I work for them. The show's on Audible. Come on, you guys. These, these SOBs can't even give me a free fucking download. They really? approach me. And, and trust me, it doesn't matter how much money you make. You always want something for free. Uh, tell the world. They approached me. In the, when they first came around, I think it was the early 90s, and I went and had a meeting with them. And, you know, I don't know. I don't remember what they wanted me to do or not. You know, Stern was so on fire, you know. And, yeah. But uh, I remember thinking to myself, like, is this going to fly? And I, I guess it flew. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. When's it's, the book coming out? I, I think fall, but, okay. they, but they want to push it uh, sooner, and it's already written, and we've got an editor, so... Right, so maybe sooner than the fall. Yeah, but what I'm here are, to promote, are, believe it or not, I got a, I'm in a sitcom. I got a, I'm in a sitcom pilot that's at in the Williamsburg Film Festival Thursday night. Nice. Uh, this guy, Eli- Elias Plagiano, is a great filmmaker, and I met him eight years ago, ten years ago at Cannes, and we hung out, and he came on my radio show, and he said, I'm going to put you in something, I'm going to write you into something, and then all of a sudden... He wrote me into this. It's called Shoot Me Nicely about a tabloid photographer. And I play a landlord. And Linda, oh, Linda Hamilton. What's her name from Terminator? Yeah. Yeah. Linda, Linda Hamilton, Hamilton. And, yeah. and William Sadler. I mean, it's a great cast. And it's, it's, it's a fun thing. And if we get picked up, I'm going to, you know, at the age of 79, I'm going to be a, sitcom star. Look you know. at you. New pussy at 79. You're not 79. Well. By the time it gets bought. Oh, all right. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm 68, though, and I'm holding up. I'm you're, holding you're up. more than holding up. You look great. Are you still living out on Long Island? Still in Bayville. Oh, do you watch a show called The Affair? Did you ever hear of it? Oh, yeah, heard yes, of yes, The Affair. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah. good stuff about it. They yeah. shot at my house. Did they really? In the new season. My, I, was, I was watching. I watched Masters of Sex, too, and I'm sitting there. Yeah, they're both on Showtime, right? Right, and it got done, and all of a sudden the, the, I see a... You know, a promo for, for the affair, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm lying in bed. And I'm like, that's my fucking kitchen. Look, <laughs> wait, you're you're surprised? <laughs> well, I didn't expect to see it in the promo. I wasn't right. thinking. Oh, you know, right. I thought you would set that up ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> they broke in his house and <laughs> right. shot some scenes. <laughs> no, but I was surprised to actually I heard this see house it. Was great. No. Look, fuck it. He might not be home. Let's give it a try. <laughs> well. Uh, what do you think of the Trump thing, Jackie? Oh, my fuck. You know, I was listening to you guys, and you were rubber stamping everything. I was thinking, I was trying to combine the things you were saying, because I was a big fan of making a murderer, too. And I'm thinking when that kid gets out of jail, mm. he's going to find out that Trump, Trump's president asked him to put him go back, back in jail. jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back in. <laughs> oh, I cannot. There was a point, at whatever point it would have to be, whatever date it would have to be, because I re- distinctly remember the thought going into my brain. Wait a minute. You can't tell me 
that Donald Trump is going to be in the fucking Republican debate, like yeah. like an actual in the debate. That's like, the first uh, thing everyone was discussing. Will, like, will he have enough juice to get into the debate? How could that possibly have happened? And just like every yeah. domino has fallen, like, and I'm beside myself. I, I'm I know happy people, about it. I know people that are still crying. Good, let them cry. You're, You're crazy. I voted Hillary. <laughs> no, I'm not. I voted Hillary. But you but want Trump I to be president? Prayed for Trump. Because, first of all, he's a candidate they deserve. Do you understand that this is... Oh, oh, oh. For one. Okay. And for two, when I vote... I'm glad you have an explanation. I, I want Hillary, so I voted for Trump. Yeah. I'm thinking... Well, my, But I vote like this. Jokes, then community. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's great for I our business. I can't help the broke people if I'm one of them. <laughs> I, I was at a kid's party this weekend, and a friend... My, my, my kid's friend's father I'm close with, and yeah. he works for a hedge fund and all that, and he goes, he's not a fan of Trump whatsoever. He yeah. goes, but it's great for business. I go, what do you mean? He goes, the value of the company I work for went up 1.5 billion dollars. 200 points. And he goes, it's all the drug stocks because, you know, of the possibility that he's going to appeal Obamacare. So a guy who would absolutely vote for Hillary, but it knows that Trump is great for his business. Right. Dominoes, you wouldn't even affect, even assume, you know, like the spider web right. of the whole thing. But, but in less than a week, the company works for went up 1.5 billion in value. Well, it will drop. Everything goes sure, and it'll, it'll level well, out. But yeah. it's, still, it's still making money. Yeah, yeah, see, making, since every, money. Everything, he said, everything he said he's going to do, he's not going to do. But he's going to to shave his head next, you know. But it's a hedge fund and all that, so they know how to work yeah. that. They, they're working it. And they're making a shitload of money already off this But thing. it's too scary. It's too scary. All the, all the, uh, the racism and the anti there's so much. I mean, if you got friends here and there, you know, I got a buddy whose father's superintendent of schools, and they're issuing warnings every day in the school. I mean, it's well, now it's, it's fucking horrible, is what it is. It it's, feels like a more divided nation now. But the thing is, we got to understand that no matter who's elected president, motherfuckers, our problems remain the same, mm. and we all we got. Is anyone looking forward to Thanksgiving dinner with their relatives? I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, be so... I see what they post on Facebook. Oh. Now I got to face these people? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is so Yeah, if I, you, you post a Trump joke, that you know, I said that, that Trump's going to build a wall around Mar-a-Lago to keep out the landscapers that he owes money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is a funny <laughs> joke. And they're like, Fuck you. You and your... You okay, well, whoa, whoa. people can't say ja jokes anymore. But Jackie, being a comedian, we, we talk about this a lot on the show. I mean, if you make a joke about Trump, that means maybe in your case it's true. You don't like the guy. And we come from a time where comics used to make fun of both sides, and it's not the case anymore. Johnny Carson's a perfect example. He would he, every night he would make jokes about both both Equal sides. Opportunity. Yes. I would yes. assume he was a lefty. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Right. But, but it was he took shots big, at both sides. It wasn't that big a deal, you know? Yeah. Because now with these emotional, disturbed people we have in our fucking country, either so somebody they love. And if they don't love you, you're Hitler. It's right. so polarized. Is <laughs> it? You were here last week. I got killed on that video. I posted the video where I asked. I think I asked you and some other people. I go, do as a human being. This is what I was saying. <laughs> Not blow off all your politics and everything and what you believe. I said, as a human being, do you feel sorry for Hillary Clinton? That was the question. I got attacked all weekend. That like, ah, <laughs> you lost. We won. I'm like, that's not well, like I it's a football game. I'm just saying, as a human being, because she worked her. 
whole life for this, uh, no matter if you think she's crooked and, and accomplished and, so much. And you know, and then she thought she had it. She had she this. She had it. She had the big party at the Javits Center. It was it, yeah. it, it was supposed to be a you know a guarantee, and then it all fell apart in front of everyone's eyes. So I'm like, as a human being, does that bother you at all? And man, it doesn't bother anybody. Here's the thing about Hillary. I did say that she took the two worst losses in presidential American history. Yeah. First, you lost. To a two a, to a, a freshman a two term congressman who was a black dude. <laughs> yeah. Then you lost to Donald Trump with no political experience, never held that, office. It's still impossible to believe. I think Go she had every grandma. right. I think she had every right to assume that she was. I thought she. Was, I thought she was going to walk into the Oval Office and the whole Trump thing was going to be a nightmare that just faded to yeah. and we'd be telling our grandchildren, uh, yeah. "You wouldn't believe this. What almost happened?" You <laughs> yes. Know? Did you hear the latest on this the hiking the... photo? That's not real. That was all set up. Oh, okay. uh, what, Paul? No, I just saw this over the weekend that but, this was like her first sighting, but it was a fake. Uh, it's they're basically saying uh, I don't know that lady supposedly some kind of operative and and that it was a it was a photo op that was set up to make her look all you like know, she just ran into Hillary while I was walking through the woods with with Bill. They were walking their dog. You know what? Maybe it was set up. Was <laughs> the more I think about it, because <laughs> Bill and Hillary are just in the woods walking by themselves with a dog, and then they run into this lady that happens to have a baby, and it, everyone's saying how great the photo is. Oh, come on, like, according to the woman too, that Bill's holding the camera, yeah, right. and the shotgun, and Hillary was looking for a quiet place to yeah, go. You, rest. Can look, you can look up that. Wouldn't you lady? much rather want a picture with Bill than Hillary anyway? I got my picture with Bill. Yeah, at the book review in Huntington. You know that place, Jackie. I know the place. You know. I don't know about you, but I've had enough politics that I could. That that <laughs> Richard sure. Belzer said, physical science has not yet come up with a unit of measurement small enough to show how much I care about that fucking picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, enough. It went enough. everywhere. We got a fucking idiot that's going to the White House, and somebody got their picture taken in the leaves. <laughs> it goes to my point. I think a lot of people want to want to see that she's just okay after the beating she took. She took a beating. She took a whooping. She looks happy. All these protests too. Now they're saying she might go for uh, mayor in New York City. Oh my good God Almighty! Please no. (laughs) Please go be a grandma. That's been uh, floating around. That's been floating around today. She'll lose to a midget. (laughs) (laughs) What is Bloomberg coming back? (laughs) First of all, her boy's mayor now. Her last, uh, you know, campaign manager, De Blasio. So what are you going to get him on his job? Ah, Let's go be. Go be a grandmother. It might be just all bullshit. Go on a vacation. The world is crazy. Uh, well, and I like Hillary. Str- strap in, it. Jackie. It's going to be very interesting. I, it, uh, if that word is absolutely apropos, that's the one thing that everybody can agree <laughs> very on. Very interesting. It's going to be so very, much fun. Very interesting. Yes, I think uh, it's going to be fun, Jackie. Now, I have a gig coming up, and it. I don't, nobody's ever been political at all at any of my shows ever. But, you know, you wonder if you're, you know, anti-Trump and anti-Trump, if, if people are going to show up and say anything, you know, it's very weird. Like I just tell dick jokes and it's got nothing to do with anything and never has. Comedians are getting uh, beat up. Wanda Sykes up there in Boston over the weekend. What she, you about? she pretty much got booed off the stage and she was giving everyone the finger. <laughs> she, so she didn't get hit. But she was oh, probably beat up by uh, like that. But she was probably addressing it up to Boston right now. <laughs> she was addressing it though, right? She wasn't just up there doing comedy. If you're just doing comedy, oh. I think you're right. But now it's it's tough to make the jokes even because that's how passionate the people are. 
<laughs> and then yeah. I think Nick DePaul followed her, and then some woman, I, I think, approached the stage while Nick was on. Nick's used to it. <laughs> and, uh, and Nick had some fun with that. If you want to find I the story. I know he loved it. I know Nick DePaulo had a ball with it. Yeah. Because some comics, I dare you to yell out. But Wanda Sykes, basically, I mean, you know, in a way, she was asking it just because, you know, this isn't going to make Trump people happy. She's calling him a racist from the stage and stuff. Uh, right. She was trying to set up the joke, and they wouldn't have it. They were just booing. And then she walked off giving everybody the finger. You want to hear this real fast? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we got it. I was like, I am certain this is not the first time we've elected a racist, sexist, homophobic president. This is the first clip. Here's the second one. Okay. You ruined my life, motherfucker. You gonna boo my life? Really? You're gonna boo my life. Wow. There's another version. There's a better version. I love Wanda. Love Wanda. There's another version where it's taped from the side where you see her on the stage and then on the monitor on the right, but her people are in in the back there, everybody that came with her. And as the crowd's booing her and she's yelling and, and addressing the crowd, her guys are in the back and he goes, fuck them. Fuck them. They don't know what they're talking. Like they're, it, it's like in a rap video when you have your hype guys. Oh, yeah. They're off to the side for no <laughs> Oh, You want to see it? It's yeah. a minute. Oh, that's it. Yeah. It's a minute. It's worth playing. And here's the thing. <laughs> After the election, I was, I was going around consoling people. I said, guys, look on the bright side. Look at this. I was telling everybody, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I was like, I am certain this is not the first time we've elected a racist, sexist, homophobic president. This, this, he ain't the first one. He's just the first confirmed one. That's it. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Fuck all y'all. Fuck all of y'all. That's right. Fuck, fuck you. You, 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 People cheering now. Oh, I like, I like, fuck all y'all. Fuck all oh, y'all. Individually, she's like, you, nigga in a blue shirt, bitch in a hat. Oh, Wanda, can, right, now Wanda I got, can handle that. Oh, stuff. it was great. I, I got a question Wanda. for you guys. Yes. And I, yeah, I'm, everybody's probably been over this a million times, but the, we're in comedy, we're in show business, we're musicians. If there, if we, if anybody knows horny people, Horny, horny, over-the-top people. It's musicians, comedians, and all our friends. We all know them. Yeah. Horny motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay yes. Out of all, I include myself, out of all the horny people I know, I don't know one guy that has ever walked up to a girl and just grabbed her by the snatch. Yeah. <laughs> what, I'm being serious. Yeah, what, you yeah. wouldn't do There's no yeah. reason. There's no future. There's no kick. There's no reason to do that. I also... All the horny guys in 68 years, I don't know anybody that goes to a party or a bar and just walks up to a girl and starts trying to kiss her. It's not something you do. If you're a pussy hound, you don't do that. And then he's on the bus and he says, I came on to her like a bitch. 
That's not even a fucking expression. <laughs> that's not. He's a total sham. Yeah. I say, I say he has no game with women at Zero. all. He married a foreigner. Then he got yeah. Marla Maples and hit her in the Trump Tower and never went near her. Now he's got another foreigner. I don't think the guy knows pussy if it came up and hit him with a stick. I don't think he could make a move on a girl. Yeah. You, know, what? you don't think he has game. I don't Jack. think he has good game. I believe it. And I the believe. whole thing about the the girl from, what, I never can get her name right, Carla, Carlo Brunei or whatever her name was, that she was stalking him, who married the president of France. Car, Car, oh, uh, I, I know who you She was about. stalking him, and yeah. Marla Maples said it's best sex I ever had. Those were... Cindy Adams things that were called into the post by Trump's publicist, who was him. Right. That was him calling up and said. Yeah, we heard yeah, that audio. Yeah, we forgot him. about that audio. Marla said it's the best sex she ever. I don't. I don't think the guy knows. That's what's so hysterical. I don't think he knows from pussy. Right. So not only is he a sexist, he's lying. Yeah. You know. Oh, it was boy. a lot of bro- uh, bro- bravado and nonsense. You know when people talk shit about pussy? <laughs> right. When they don't really get it? So you right. agree with that part of this whole thing? I agree with that part. It sounds clumsy like a dude who don't get puss. Right. Like, right. Trying to act like he getting puss. But he gets, but so, he gets some because of who he is and, and, and he, because yeah, he's a, a billionaire. Right. right. Right, even a blind pig but finds an have, acorn. But he doesn't know? have tact. No, it's like when the last time that he banged, let's say, a hot, hot chick. Yeah. Who we are no, we all knows hot. Right. Who maybe like in Hollywood or something. We, we got, never like walk up to her and ran his show. Right, and and took her in the alleyway. You know, and game there. He don't have a game like that. We uh, this is a perfect time to bring in Willie Robertson. Hello, Willie. Willie from Duck Dynasty. Yeah, Willie. Oh yes. What's, What's up, up, Willie? What's up, man? How hi, are Willie. you, man? You Big fan. Welcome to the show. Jackie, hi. You know Jackie the Joke Man? Hi. Jackie the Joke Man. I just saw you, actually. Nice to meet you. I saw you out there. I didn't know. And Sherrod. Nice to meet you, brother. Good to see you. And we're you talking too. about Trump. So oh, yeah. we said, you know, we can't continue without uh, without having Willie in here. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, uh, Jackie not a fan. I, I, me? I, no, 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 you. No. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I didn't like either one. To be completely honest with you, just to be, you know, either put it all on either yeah. candidate. I didn't like either one. And Sherrod sort of likes Trump. I'm a comedian, so yeah, it's good business. For just me. so you know right. what you're getting into here. That's right. all. And I say when I vote, I vote jokes first, then community. Oh, I'm used to getting in on then things, schools so and roads. I can handle it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so how you doing? First of all, I'm doing good. You good? Good to see you. Are we rolling? Are we good? Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> this is, it never ends. It never ends. I kind of like what they say. Are right, right, we rolling? That means we're just having a conversation. We're just talking about how we like to eat ostrich. We've done. Oh, that, that was that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah. What was the? You know what came up? And what was the wildest thing you ever ate? Wildest thing I ever ate. Uh, Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> I ate at my friend's house uh, growing up, and his dad cooked. Uh, Something I started eating, I realized the legs were way too small. I was like, I don't like smaller than chicken, smaller. Yeah, and I asked my friend, I said, What are we eating? And he wasn't sure either. It was either raccoon or possum. I ate both of those before. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Uh, that's, well, that's the south. Well, you like yeah. the gamey stuff, right? It don't sound taste gamey if they stew it up, it just tastes like throwing it in like else. a beef it stew. It wasn't bad, it wasn't, it bad? wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't great. I wouldn't order it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, are you you're excited about Trump? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. What, what do you have to say to the people that are kind of scared by this whole thing? Uh, you know, I mean, I think it's they're just overreacting right now. I mean, it's yeah. everybody needs to calm down, and mm. it's a marathon, not a sprint. So, uh, you know, 
it'll be four years and you ain't gonna stop it so yeah See the protests happens. are so stupid i'm like what are you protesting not being good voters well they're protesting in the places that Hillary overwhelmingly won. Yes. <laughs> right. like everybody around where the president is like, yeah, we're with you. We get it. <laughs> they yeah. sing into the but choir. It, yeah. But then they start tearing up everything, which uh, makes know, no sense. It's the same thing if your team wins the Super Bowl. We yeah, tear stuff up. So maybe right. as Americans, we just tear stuff up. We, we like tearing <laughs> stuff yeah. up. And in New York, the Knicks ain't winning so long. Especially when the Bulls win. They really like oh, they tearing tear things up. Oh, they rip it up. It's yeah. like a rock star selling out Madison Square Garden, going home and wrecking their right. you know, hotel room. They uh. make no sense. I thought he was going to say wife, but all right, the whole town. <laughs> so you suggest uh, a protest? That's the NFL. No, that's not. So the protesters <laughs> have to the protesters have to get to the rural uh, areas, I guess. Don't you think? What? Go go to. Oh, where, that's what I thought. Go, you go know, where the Trump people are. Yes, right. Well, I saw the thing in Chicago. You know, where they pour the the poor guy. You know, and they're beating the stew out of him. I was like, in Chicago. Come? Yeah, you didn't see that. I didn't see the video. Yeah, they had like a fender bender, and the guy gets out. Oh, I saw and that. And they just beat the trash that, out of That him. video is tough to guy, watch. Is it like said, a Reginald Denny type of situation? Yeah, and they're yeah. yelling, he voted for Trump. They're kicking him and slight hitting him. And say, that's one of them Trump voters, one of them Trump voters. That is ridiculous. You haven't seen this video yet? No. We can, oh, we got to find it really oh, it's, fast. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a traffic stop. I think it was a fender, stu- yeah, I think it was a fender a, bender, actually. And somehow in the, in the discussion, they figured out that he voted for Trump, and then all hell broke loose. Uh, it was bad. It's it, it's an ugly video. People are ridiculous. Uh, can you find that? But I Paul? thought Chicken. that too. I thought. I mean, that's you know, try that down in West Monroe. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're just a bully. Like you're picking on one guy. I you agree. Know? Right. It was two on one. No, that's it, some there's more. No, there was, was there more than? Yeah, it was three or four. I mean, I think two were actually doing the. All that's right. people just looking for an excuse. That's so, so stupid. Yeah, that's just that's dumbass so people. Yeah, if that's they so didn't low. do that, they'll be fighting in a bar later. Paul, that's uh, now I want to. I want to show the video. Uh, Traffic stop in Chicago. That's guy. I I was it, it, was it, like, you sure it was Chicago? Because that might oh, be yeah. throwing us off. Uh, all right. No doubt. <laughs> Look, there's a zillion links to all that. <laughs> Look at that. It's amazing that you can't find because it, it was I saw it there's, uh, there's fifty a, times on the. Well, there's a lot of oh. there's a lot of other ones. We can just click on another one if you like. <laughs> election election brawl number nine hundred and thirty four. Is well, the guy all right though? He didn't die anything. No, right? no, he, he was, was all right in the end, but he he took Lord. a good beating just oh, they, be, they just because of a fender bender. Um, I know the exact video he's talking about. Well, he should either uh, change his vote or go to driving school. <laughs> <laughs> but there were people. It was a classic. People driving by. Right. Swear, you know, like. Mm. Driving right by him and seeing him getting beat up? Uh, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, driving. I think that might have been it. Go go down. I'm waiting for his alone. Um Is that the guy? I don't even know if that's the guy. Look, you just stopped us. The guy looked older. About you actually never see his face, really. Maybe that's the guy after. Uh, I hope this is the video because there was part of this I wanted to figure out. Right. And I had to think if it were me, I, I if I'd have gotten in a few punches myself, I was you know, wonder like you, would you, I have gotten in a couple? <laughs> well, what do you do in that case? Oh, I know what I would have did if I was him. I would have I would have yelled, "No, I voted for Bernie, Bernie." They would have backed <laughs> off. I would have got in my car and ran them all fucking over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I'm different. Uh, all right, Chicago West Side. Uh, v- warning: Video contains graphic. Oh, this is it. You voted Trump. You voted Trump. Oh, yeah. oh, this is just a yeah, new people. Yeah. White guy in a blue hoodie. I was trying to figure out what the guy is. That somebody trying to steal something out of his car? Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. other guy. That, yeah. See, he's more concerned trying to get that guy out of his car. Don't vote Trump. <laughs> Don't vote Trump. Uh, Don't vote Trump. Yeah, this shit did it. And they're taking turns. 
feelings good. They were stealing. That's just somebody robbing somebody and trying to throw Trump into it. They throw him off the trail. They're trying to take a cell phone. They're trying to that insult to injury, they drive off with his car. They drove over the car, too? <laughs> yes, they they, they, tr- they trump his car. I saw a longer version where the, they drive off. I don't know how far. Maybe so they don't. why steal the stuff out the car if you just want to take the car anyway? I don't know. The longer version of this, they, they drove away with the car. That was how sad. Far? Some old no man idea. getting beat up on some dumb young kids. That's, that's pathetic. I but, hope they all go to fucking prison. But then the other side, you got... You got uh, kids at school, you know, screaming, build that wall, build that wall. <laughs> in the lunchroom. In the lunchroom. It's a mess out there, Willie. It's a mess. Were they yelling at <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me to face it. <laughs> Were they yelling at, like, Hispanic kids in the lunchroom? Yeah, all that shit's going on That's right what, now. Kids are assholes. That's sort of, uh, I, I agree with that. Yeah, kids, are kids just say shitty things to begin with. So yeah, they got an excuse to say some shitty things in the in the cafeteria now. I'm sure they go yell and grab that pussy too. Right. Well, Jackie, yeah, uh, I started that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I started the champ. Jackie doesn't think Trump has game when it comes to women. No, no, I really don't. I right. really don't. What do you think? Well, he's kind of old. No, he's <laughs> yeah. Now he's he's old. my age, Willie. He's, uh, <laughs> he's seventy. He is seventy. Yeah, the Are oldest elected. No, but I'm talking about president. I'm talking about thirty years ago. He didn't. You know, he like he didn't have walk school. up game on a girl. Like walking up, like how you doing? What's your right, name? Want a right, drink? Would you right, like something? Right. He just thought he had rich dude thing like this. Turn around, let me see your boobs. Right. They can be fixed. Grab your pussy. Let's get out of here. Right. Right. Yeah. Which means you know, or grab a girl and start kissing him. Like but he either said. thing works. If I had that kind of money, I would have less game with bitches. <laughs> I would have no shirt on all the time. Yeah. Penis probably be out. <laughs> I'll be counting money. <laughs> Blake, did You're you want to count this jail. with me? I'll be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got a reality show going. Yeah. I don't think you can have your. I think you can have your out. Uh, Willie, what are you promoting? The American Fisherman, right? American Fisherman. Yeah, yes, I wrote sir. a book about uh, fishing in America, kind of the history of it, and uh, the history it of putting it. it together, and um, you know, promoting. See, that's what that's where all people like in New York where we're at right now. You need to just get away from fishing. Chill out. Some people don't try protest. to do that. They I, uh, lose their cell phones and it washes well, away. No, I, I, I took up uh, surf casting. I, I, I tapped out of fishing for a good 20 years, and then this summer I rediscovered it. I love surf casting for striped, See, all, yeah. for, for striped bass. And I, and I, now, wait. I got a question. I, was, I heard this while I was sitting out there. Yeah. Why would you go fishing? To get away. What do you mean? Why the fuck would you bring your cell phone to go surf casting? Because we bring our cell phones everywhere. Because your kids. Something might happen to your kids. But you know what? When you get uh, close to, enough to the ocean, you don't get the signal. So it, it, it accomplishes some things. So you're shutting down for a little while. Oh. I love I love. So you can't make a call, but you, you, can lost, lo- you can wreck no, your phone. You lost your phone or you <laughs> dropped, dropped in the water? Yeah, Willie. <laughs> perfect. perfect. That's great. That's what needed to happen. That's what she didn't mean to he's do right. it. But How? that's fine. That, we right. all that need that to ha- I did it on vacation. I dropped mine, smashed it, wouldn't yeah. work. Best vacation I've ever did, had. Did you You're have right. your stuff backed You're up? You're right. Yeah, I mean, but I, for okay, like a how week, about, I had nothing. How about I didn't have anything backed up? How about my first, uh, my kid's first Christmas that I had video of is now gone? Ah. <laughs> it You're living in the <laughs> past, man. <laughs> you didn't have it in the <laughs> cloud or whatever? I thought I, mean, I had it backed up until I went, oh, I know. How can oh, I be sad because, because back, like, before sad. cell phones, nobody even had that option. So you can't be sad. You <laughs> yeah. just got to move oh, on. All right. Yes. Give me your phone. Let me smash it in front of your face and see if you get sad. 
that or not? Um, I had my friend shoot his phone last year, and he went without a phone for like six months. Yeah, he shot it? He shot it with a gun. It's yeah. the poor man's vacation. It's, it's the new Elvis Presley. The last text said, I'm off the grid, like I'm out. Shot it. It was so... But what? Who it hurt was his wife, because then we all text his wife. Tell him. All right. Tell him it inconveniences oh, everybody yeah. else. Yes, yeah, because yeah, we still needed, like, life went on. We needed to know where right. to meet at. And- but when you leave your phone at home, or in my case, you know, by the time it took a, a good week before I could get a phone again, it, it was kind of good. Yeah. Yeah, I went to dinner at my sister's last night. And I left my phone at home, and it was like... Wow, you know it's like <laughs> That's how we used to live. Yeah, like wow, yeah. it's kind of nice, you know. Do you surf cast Willie? No. So what kind? Fly fishing? Uh, some, yeah, did that this year. Went up uh, Montana, actually, with the friend who shot his phone. Oh, really? Oh, the yeah. guy with the, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Where in Montana? Uh, Adam Laroche. That's who shot his phone. Uh, remember Adam? He quit baseball this year you remember this because oh, yeah. they wouldn't let his kid in the club that's, yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, yeah. that's who shot his phone oh no kidding before that this was like a year or so ago is the kid okay uh, the kid's okay, <laughs> okay <good. laughs> and he's loving it he's the best thing he ever did that was an amazing him. story just great story they didn't want sure his did. kid around uh, obviously some of the players were talking they you probably weren't. know it wasn't the player it was that gm it's the gm they're so just, the players didn't even give a crap uh, oh, okay. Adam was the most popular every team he's played on everybody loves that guy he's just a salt of the earth guy and they kind of we're just jacking around and like GM said it'd be fine. Yeah. Now last year they had his kid in the clubhouse, had his own locker. They were doing webcasts with his kid, like he was the big the team was doing that, not him. Right. Then the next year all of a sudden he can't go in the clubhouse. Adam uh, had a bad year, didn't have as many homers, didn't uh, have uh, million dollars a year, and all of a sudden Jim goes, Yeah, we're not gonna let your kid So they figured out so a way to put him to the test and and of course, then at that My point, buddy said, "See ya." Yeah, you you got it. And when they're going after your kid like that, then yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't gonna. They, they, so he walked away, and he was. So they were, yeah, we did some fly fishing with Adam. Uh, Marcus Latrell was there, lone survivor. He's with us, uh, right? And uh, had a good time. And but no, mostly I, I. My favorite kind of fishing is literally with a cane pole, bucket, worms, just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling them out, old school. Yes. Yeah, I, I now love fishing again. I, I tried it's the fly. Addictive. Once you start back, it's I tried so the relaxing. fly fishing. I stink at that. That it's tough. It's that hard, is. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. It's hard. You got to. Yeah, you got to study. You got to study what's on the water, and then you got to hope you have a fly that looks like what what they're eating on the water. Right. They're really it's like tiny, you know, tiny supposed things. To go almost down like just exactly. Yeah, people sit there for a week there's building the flies. You know, it, it almost looks like lint. That's me right. before the beard. That's my dad beside me. Yeah, it almost looks like. Uh, Wait, what? That's wow. me without the beard. Right here, shot <laughs> tobacco. <laughs> Holy shit! That wasn't shit. a tumor. That was tobacco. How long is that? <laughs> How long goes that? Was, goes that? Uh, shoot, probably 12, 13 years ago. Wow. California, yeah. What are we looking at? Up are those Sacramento, fresh water fish? Salmon. That's salmon, yeah. That's salmon? That's some impressive uh wow. That's a weird salmon. fishing, too, yeah. I've never Deep, fished for salmon. Kind of bounce it off the bottom, and uh, those guys taught me how to do that. Right. I, I just started surf casting this past summer, and now I'm going to move. I'm going to probably jump on a boat again and start fishing out uh, you know, in the open water. Where are you surf casting? On the island? Out on Long Island. But and, where? And Jersey. South Shore, North Shore? Uh, ocean, yeah. South Shore. So... It's fun. I don't fish, but all my friends bring over, you know, stripers and bluefish. Because so, I eat, they, a lot of fishermen don't eat fish, which is so funny. Right. And I love to eat it, but I, I can't sit out there with a pole. I go crazy. Yes, you sit you on it. 
You sit in a chair. You I have. You have so, like so. you can do that. It's not difficult. You have beers, and then when that rod goes, there's nothing better. It's exhilarating. Right? That's just that's a small one. That's one of my strike bets. That's the biggest fish Opie ever caught. Right? No, it really isn't. I really. like catching. That's, that's I just a, don't like fishing. That one wasn't even legal. That was about twenty. <laughs> catching. 20 <laughs> very good. You like eating, and he, li- he lives on the water too. Yeah, this Jackie, and yeah. he doesn't fish. So tell us more about the book. So yeah, uh, well, we talk about a lot of presidents that uh, that fish. FDR, big fisherman. Yeah, uh, he, was. he was into fishing, and uh, you're talking about some of the most trying times in America. What he loved to do was go out and get away and fish. What I love, and we researched this about the book, was that he basically used the uh, United States Navy as his. Ride to right. get to fishing places. Oh wow! How cool yeah. is that? You they imagine? talk about that at the uh, Museum of Natural History, right on the west side. There's a whole thing about FDR and its hunting and its fishing. But I, and know, I used to use navy boats. I didn't know about jump the, on there, and they yeah. were taking a ride. Which I mean, the troops loved it. I mean, they loved yeah, it because he them. was. Yeah, he was. He had the president ride, and he was handicapped, so they right. rigged him out so he could fish, and uh, he. Uh, yeah, I mean, he just loved to get away and and go do that. What and kind so, of fishing was he doing with the navy? Like, there he is. Tuna? Well, he was doing like salt. Yeah, there you go. Like, he was doing like saltwater fishing. But he, I mean, he did all kinds of fishing. There you uh, go. Winston Churchill came over. They met at Camp David, and they went on a little fishing trip and talked about it. Yeah, there. I mean, he remember was, yeah. he had that car too that went right onto the train that used to come right out of Grand Central. They used yeah, to take sure. that shit out to the boat. <laughs> Because he never was seen walking around the city because he couldn't walk. Right. Not to be a total jerk, but if you had a wife that looked like that, you would have fished a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Like I said, said, not to be a jerk. (laughs) Like somehow that qualified. Okay, he wasn't being a jerk. No, he wasn't being a jerk at all. Remember Red Fox and Elder Ugly White Woman? We the ugly white woman. We one day in the show we went and looked at all the first ladies through the years. Uh, she, uh, yeah, wow. I was happy. It wasn't yeah. good. Eleanor looked better when she was younger. I'll give her that. She looked fine when she was younger. Yeah. What a, and what a great, great, great person. Yeah, yeah, great person. So that's that's why I was and boy, excusing myself of being a jerk. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, she was She's, a, you know what are you gonna do? Yeah. All right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to go fishing. You know, she's got a mother's teeth, but unfortunately she has hers, too. (laughs) That's a good joke. I just made that up. Write that down, Jackie. No, no. No. I'll probably steal it from myself. Who else else liked fishing as far as the presidents go? Uh, Eisenhower, big fisherman. Eisenhower. He was a golfer, too, right? He was. At Augusta. He enjoyed his leisure sports. He, he was. He loved going uh, Augustine playing. Yeah, he had a cabin yeah, he, uh, or something like that. He did. And speaking, I'm going to bring all those things you just said together. George H.W. Cool. Bush. Now, this one wasn't in the book, but I learned this. I got to play Augusta, wow. which was like my number one bucket list uh, thing to do. And they said George H. would come to Augusta, wouldn't play golf, he'd fish. Because there's such big bass and they're oh, and the, fishing. That's I don't let you all. You can't get on for anything. Wow. And it's true down there. It's like super uh, secretive. Yeah. I started asking, like, hey, what's the deal? Right. No, no. They don't talk. 
I, I was reading a book on the Secret Service guy for Eisenhower, Kennedy, and all that. Mm-hmm. He would have to walk the course at Augusta while Eisenhower played with just shotguns and rifles in his golf bag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's how yeah. they did it. The old, we, we interviewed him in here, didn't we? Yeah, the, yes. old, the old man. I called him four for five because he, he was on five. Kennedy. Oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> Good old four for five. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. He was... He was they, he continued to work after that. Yeah. He was a very fascinating guy. He worked for five presidents, was it? He, great stories. Just really? machine guns and a caddy bag. Right. It's like, who, what? Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, that was the old days before they really, oh, yeah. truly shut everything down like they now do. Yeah. I will say this. I made it four holes. Oh, I wanted to ask you about with golf. a bandana before they brought a hat out to me. Uh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was a big deal, but it was. So uh, they <laughs> came out and they said, uh, Mr. Robertson, we brought you a hat. And I thought, oh, thanks. I was going to throw it in there. Yeah. And I was playing with Ozzie Smith, uh, the baseball player. Sure. And he said, Willie, that means put the hat on. <laughs> oh, okay, take the bandana off. <laughs> thanks. You put it in your bag. That's so funny. But to tell the whole story, I kid you not, I was, I was going to wear these polyester blue Golf pants. Yeah. Someone passed away. Sadly, I got his clothes. This was part of the collection. Had it all laid out. Roll in. Put the pants on. Zipper gone. Like there's not even the little tongue thing. Right. <laughs> and polyester really gaps up. Yeah. So I said, Ah oh, man, I was gonna wear these cool pants. I put them up. I put on my shorts. I go down there and I go to get in the van where they were picking me up. And this guy was there. <laughs> He's my driver for Augusta. He said, oh, Mr. Robinson, they don't allow short pants at Augusta. (laughs) And I said, oh, man, we got a problem. The only other pair of pants I got has no zipper. He said, maybe we get a safety pin. <laughs> so I safety pin them, but it was still gaping yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see my underwear. So then I put on a giant overstuffed sweatshirt so that you could. It was not the look I wanted for a guy. <laughs> then I had to take my bandana off and I got a goofy hat on. It was oh. just, I looked horrible. I got to play Augusta, but I looked terrible. But at least you weren't wearing shorts. So you did know. not. I didn't wear short pants. That's That's, they probably weren't pants. happy with the beard, too, down there. They're pretty they're That's pretty strict. strict. You can't wear shorts even when you play out there. Dude, they yeah, wouldn't even allow women until uh Well, I can understand that part. A couple of years ago. <laughs> Nobody pretty, really No, wanted. no shorts. No shorts. Wow. But That's, it's weird when no one's there. Like there's they want to sold there. Right. And it's that course is a lot more open than you think. You used to sit on right. TV with all the people, but sure. with the people not there, it's not in fact it didn't play because the greens weren't fast. Because we played in the like November, okay. So the greens were kind of average, long. and so it didn't. It wasn't like oh, this is the hardest thing. Oh I've yeah, ever they cut them down so it's like you know, putting yeah, on cement. I, yeah, or whatever. when the greens were light, forget it. <laughs> I just played. Um, I just played Hazeltine a couple of weeks ago, yeah, where yeah. they had the rider. Sure, car. yeah. Holy cow! I Tough. shot like a hundred and twenty. I mean, green. I've had five four putts, so I understood that one seemed. <laughs> I mean, because they still have the grandstands up. Yeah, and so, those guys were making so many birdies, and I thought, how good are they? I mean, that they're doing that course is wow. Hard. What's your handicap? Uh, probably eight. Really? Yeah. Wow. You play a lot. It's I'm impressive. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I used to. You used to play more than before the show. Yeah, yeah. I used to play the, a lot of golf. The show slowed you down. Yeah, as far as you're down. <laughs> now I get to, I played in the Lake Tahoe. Uh, Golf, the celebrity one. So yeah. now I get to do all these cool, fun things, and now I'm not near as good as I used right. to be. But I did last year. Do you pad that handicap? 
No, nah, no. Nah. I didn't turn a score in for like eight years, so I'm telling you, I mean, it's about an eight. Well, there's no good in bragging than going out there and if you're good, Sucking you're it good. Up, yeah. you know? A lot of guys pad for the money, the money matches, uh, you can. the money rounds. But last year at the uh, two American Century <laughs> Celebrity Tournament, I won the closest to the pin. It was like 12 celebrities. Right. Uh, Timberlake was in it. Alfonso Rivera, some good yeah. golfers, dudes that won it before. And I hit one in there about six feet and won this giant trophy, right? Yes. Uh, it's a Corbell champagne spot, so I got the trophy. Nice. And it's my first year in the deal. I thought, I just oh, that's won amazing. This so I'm standing behind the check. So I'm giving check. It's on NBC. It's a big deal. I don't know what the charity is. Right. So I look down at the charity. It says uh, Lake Tahoe Wildlife Association. I thought, wildlife? I'm a hunt. What? And I said, what do y'all do? And the lady said, we help injured animals back into the woods. <laughs> and I was like, oh, the irony that I'm giving you this <laughs> after I shoot them. <laughs> Honest to God, that was the charity. Holy and you know, the lady, the you know, the lady's watching going, okay, please, just don't let that guy win. <laughs> I mean, for one week, I was in the PETA magazines and the hunting magazines at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that's amazing. amazing. That really is amazing. Uh, with that, the American <laughs> Fisherman. What else about the book? It's out now or out tomorrow? And what are out we tomorrow, yeah. We're excited about it. It's a good book. It uh, goes through the history. talks about fishing now, and uh, it's it's not a how-to. It's just kind of a historical book and just tells you the, the these really cool unknown stories about fishing and how they played a part in the Revolutionary War, Civil War, uh, just some cool stuff. How, how did it play a part in the uh the Revolutionary War. Revolutionary oh. War. Well, they were, George Washington was a commercial fisherman. That's how they ate. By trade. <laughs> that yeah. was his most successful business. In fact, he had some others that didn't go. But so, you know, these guys were starving, you know, trying to fight this war. That's They're asking yeah. everybody to send food. Like, if you have anything, send it over. And oh, George and them ended up throwing some nets out catching fish. And that's really what pushed yep. them through was, was being able to catch those fish. So. Nice protein. I never knew that. Did you yep. do an audio version of the book? <laughs> no. It, there, we will have one, but I probably won't. The I'll hardest job I've ever had in my life was reading a book for audio. It's, have you ever done it? It's the hardest thing. No, I've never done no, it. You true. think it's easy? Like, just pick the book. No, right. everyone says that. It's a pain oh, in the ass. It's miserable. Especially it took me like two weeks. You mess up yeah. your word like, oh, and you, you got to go do back. Do it over. You're breathing too hard. I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 it's, it's So my last book, I paid my brother to do it. So. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> you go do it. But I think if you're a celebrity, I don't give a fuck if you're messing up some words and, and, That's what and, and I, breathing heavy. Well, and here's Who the deal. Cares? I say yeah. words like I would say words. Like I say, we're going to go. Right. Well, they let me know gun is not a word right but it's people who buy your like, book who's gonna, that's absurd well, I said, well i'm gonna say it because that's what i said and they <laughs> right. said no we're going to go no that's I said, just oh, you know so i'm weird. gonna have to voice my book and i how can you do it without fucking around because it's gonna make you think of something else right. and you know to just sit and read it it'll, it, it'll be crazy Hold especially on. when they say don't breathe so hard like you start thinking about your breathe right. every little thing and then you're right. panicking Ah, oh, stupid. And I had to go stupid back and readers. do pickups, like, pick up, just like a TV show. It was insane. You know, yeah. It's but like yeah, me trying to play golf. And I'm listening to everything that I've heard for the last 10 minutes. Do this, don't do this, don't do this. You know, it's a wonder I can hold on to the fucking club. You know? <laughs> 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 All right, we got to take a break. Willie Robertson, first time on the show. you got to come back and see us. Definitely. Right? Will do, guys. Enjoyed it. Obi Radio is back. Back with Jackie the Joke Man. Woohoo! I think uh, Sherrod is smoking somewhere. Yep. Smoking a little of the, uh, yep. the, the funny stuff. I smelled it. 
It smells good, right, Jackie? Yeah. <laughs> I started partaking a little bit. Really? After many years uh, in, in retirement. Welcome back. <laughs> It's not bad. I like. What's your uh, method of choice? I, I do edibles. Uh, really? Why, why is Paul shaking his head? Paul does no, nothing. No, they're worse than smoking it. Why is it worse? They can yeah, have higher what, THC levels. That's why people do edibles. I I haven't eaten anything in 30 or 40 years because you can't control. In college, you eat a brownie and you don't get high. So you eat another brownie and you don't get high. And, you eat another, and then all of a sudden you're on the, on the moon for three days. You, oh, yeah, you got to like make sure... That 75 minutes goes by. I've got five gummy bears that have been in my closet for like I, I got gummy bears. six months. I haven't eaten one but yet. You got to go one or two, and then you got to wait. wait. You got to wait the 75 minutes. It says it right there. You know, that's the mistake uh, my brother in law made. And then he was convinced he might be, you know, he might kill his whole family. <laughs> he didn't think anything was going on, so he popped another one. He didn't wait the 75 minutes. You got it. You know what I got? My I have a... Remember those Rice Krispie treats with marshmallow? Yeah, sure. I have a Rice Krispie treat with pot in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're putting it up. in everything now, Jack. Jesus. I like the chocolate the best, but I, I haven't come across that lately. And you take a very light dose? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not getting crazy with this. I got two very small uh, kids. So, so how long does this last? Uh, what do you mean? The a, bus? An hour? Yeah, five hours? hours? Sure. You know, it'll put me to sleep at night. I time it. I time it so I get a good night's sleep. <laughs> Look at Jackie. It's just so funny. Why With grown men? You know, well, like I'm. I'm you know, I walk outside a bar and stand in an alleyway and I'm smoking a bowl and I'm like. How old am I? Yeah, but that's way better than drinking. Uh, I, I'm done with drinking. I don't. I don't like it. I, I never had I, a sip in 15 years. Wow, really? I, I was never a huge fan of it, but uh, I'd, I'd rather you know do an edible or a, whatever, some wax or something before you drinking. You watch anything while you're on it? What do you mean? Yeah. Like what? Like Walking Dead? Yeah, sure. I, I saw it last night. How about that line Negan said? It was fucking amazing. You watched The Walking Dead? And, and, you know, I started and I, it didn't get me. And I don't know how it didn't get me, but it didn't get me. It is a great, great show. Why is he rock shaking his head? <laughs> Why? Because Jackie should be watching Walking Dead, right? Yes, of course. Everybody yeah. should be watching it. Tell, tell Jackie the line. It was ridiculous. You tell it. It's your show. I think yeah. you should tell it, Paul. No, no, you brought good. it up. I'll give you I some radio you. time. Yeah, yeah Paul. Well, who do you want to tell you the line? Both of you. <laughs> All right, you go first. Paul, you tell it, and then he'll correct you. No, yeah. no, no. He could do it first. No, he, he said you should. Go ahead. It's slipping my mind right now. I think <laughs> you should do it. All right, it. I don't watch The Walking Dead. That's the point. Of course not. Okay. You want to bring Alan in from the documentary you saw, Jackie? Sure. Uh, you watched 14 Minutes from Earth? It was unbelievable. You know, I got a lot of questions, but you know what? Like, wait for him to come in here because I have a, a really obvious question. I feel like such an idiot. I think I got the same obvious question. What's up, Alan? Hey, how's it going? How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. It's the world's craziest person. Yeah, welcome to the show, man. Uh, thank you. What a pleasure. How do you say your last name? I think I've been butchering it all day. Eustace. Eustace? Yeah, I think I was close, wasn't I? <laughs> that's a, that's a, a female first name, isn't it? Eustace? Is it, it is a first name for Eustace. some people. Yeah. No, I've never heard anyone named Eustace as a first name. Am I crazy? No, no he, not crazy. One of the popular shows, I can't remember which one, has a character named Eustace. Right, really? right, right, right. right. Are, do you still work at Google? No, I uh, retired 18 months ago. 
Why did you retire from that gig? You know, it was good. I uh, worked there for 13 years. Um, part of the thing about uh, the stratospheric uh, jump was uh, I had to deal with my boss to let me go on zero notice. So I could go do a test uh, leaving at 10 o'clock the, ne- you know, the night before if the test was ready to go the next day. Um, and to do that, I had to build up a team of people underneath me that were capable of taking over for me at any moment. So uh, right. anyway, that's what I did. And so once I came back, I stayed there for five or six months, just made sure that everything was uh, in place and uh, left with a team of people that were ready to be promoted, honestly, into my job. So, I, I just would think Google well, would be such an amazing place to work that you would never want to leave. But, you know, I never want to be uh, one of those people like, uh, you know, that where they have to kick you out after being there for a long time. I <laughs> right. kind of wanted to leave when I was yeah, I know top. a girl that worked there and they go over there. They, they eat like a king in this playrooms and it was just like, amazing. They know how to take the, care of their employees. You're listening to this down the hall. Jesus. <laughs> well, not to make everything all about me, but who do I contact to get my own name at Gmail? Somebody has somebody has Jackie Marling at gmail dot com. Yeah, and I I don't know. There's no way to chase that down, is there? No, you could send email to that person. Yeah, right? I did. I but you know buy it from them, and they're ignoring you. Never answered. I think it's a dead email. I I didn't mean to eat up your time. I'm right. just being well, a jerk. I mean, all right. I've never encountered anybody I could ask that. I saw the documentary this morning. Fourteen minutes from Earth. And, uh, wow, why did you decide you wanted to do this? I, kn- I know you liked, uh, you know, uh, skydiving, but then this is taking it to a ridiculous yeah. level. Well, what I was st- the genesis? Yes. Well, I started skydiving when I was 18, and um, and skydived for a long time, had over 500 jumps, and uh, then I gave it up. I uh, started flying airplanes, and, you know, for a long time, that was my uh, passion and hobby, and I used it for transportation, and then, uh, and I've always been an engineer. I've always loved, uh, um, all aspects of engineering. And I grew up in the space age when, uh, you know, there were in where I lived in Orlando, there were, you know, Apollo, you know, rockets going off and Gemini, Gemini rockets going off. And my dad was an aerospace engineer. So I've always loved the area. Um, but at some point, I um, I had a project that required me to kind of get up to speed at skydiving again. And so I did. I felt like that was uh, fun. And it was uh, it was as fun and as interesting as I remembered it a long time ago. Yeah. So after a 15-year hiatus, I got back to skydiving. And there was this problem of, uh, you know, how do you go really high? Uh, and uh, Red Bull at that time was publicizing that they were doing it using a capsule approach. And... Uh, for me, I've never thought that was the right approach. I thought you should so, do something different. So you already wanted to do something like this when you saw that Red Bull was doing it? You know, I I had actually been interested in it from the very beginning. I've read okay. every book on this subject for a long time. It was just the fact that Red Bull uh, had uh, was doing an attempt on it and using the technology that I thought was you know probably incorrect for this particular thing. I think it goaded me into thinking differently. Right. And uh, I think that was a genesis. Right. You, you wow. know, there's other ways to get really high, though, right? <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to know. Simpler ways? Yeah, simpler ways. Can I ask the stupidest question? Can I start this off with the stupidest question of them all? Yeah. Uh, okay. Know. You're here, and the thing takes you up all those miles. 25 miles, and I believe. I'm, Close to 25 I'm miles. looking down from, you know, and seeing this immense earth. How the fuck, when you're how do you come down in the same spot? 
Yeah, you don't. That's actually a good question. But you come down pretty close to where you started. No, not really. I mean, no. he's correct. He came down in know? Harlem. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, you know, how did you land in the same country? All right. Well, the country you know, is relatively easy, but okay. same spot is almost impossible. How many yeah. miles off were you guys? From- so, you know, what happens is um, you, sit, you, you use the National Weather Service, and they, they basically tell you what the winds aloft are going to be, and you put that in a program that calculates the exact path you're going to go. So the day before, I know we know what path we're likely to take. We fly it in a helicopter. We look at every place along that path and say, if we had to abort at any time, where would we land? And you know, we know it areas that are you know kind of better or worse. I mean, there's nothing. There's no place that you can't land there, but because uh, uh, there's essentially no trees, no houses. It's no uh, nothing. Yeah, it's eastern New Mexico. There's just not a lot of things to hit. But uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, but the but you know, so we you track that, you mark all the areas, and then um, right before you launch, there's another balloon that we send up. It basically gives us perfect weather information about what all the different layers of the atmosphere. And I think what was surprising to me going into the project, and I think it's surprising to most people, is you think the jet stream, you know, is going to provide some, you know, fast-moving sure. uh, air, and it does. Uh, but the most serious uh, flow of air was actually in the stratosphere. There's something called stratospheric winds, and on the day of my jump, it was uh, blowing at about uh, 110 miles an hour. Wow. And uh, that's so That fast. varies? It's, it's Yeah, it, it changes. It can be up to 150 miles an hour. And here's the shocking thing to me. Uh, twice a year, it flips. Over a two-day period, it be a, could be 100 miles an hour in one direction, and then two days later, it's 100 miles an hour in the, in the other direction. And that's important in Roswell, New Mexico, is everything in the east is beautiful land, landable terrain. Everything to the west is horrible terrain, mountains, white sand, missile base, and things well, like that. Well, that's where the aliens crash. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, know, that's why aliens. we picked Roswell. The aliens, they couldn't figure that eastern Mexico out. <laughs> now, are you a married man? Uh, yeah. Yes, now, how much did you kids. and your wife argue before you said, I'm going to jump on... Jump out of the plane. She was the greatest thing in the movie. She yeah, really is good. Yeah. What a great attitude. Yeah. No plane. Well, plane to no. Well, well that was home. the testing. Yeah. So she uh, she was not happy about it. Now you're a human being to me. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you you know, want to do what? <laughs> early on, it was just that she uh, she really felt like uh, she didn't really think it was going to happen because right. I come up with you know bad ideas pretty much <laughs> so frequently that she kind of. Ignored most of it's a lot smarter to just say good idea. Sure, my mother always said that. No matter what I said, she said, "Go ahead, go ahead." She, she knew I wasn't going to do any of it. Yeah, so you know. she ignores them because she's like, "Okay, right. he yeah, has these ideas all the time." But this one stuck. Yeah, after oh. a couple of years, she started to realize that this it's was actually. I had a team. I was spending money on it. Things were things were uh, uh, picking up, and at that point, you know her. You know her issue was safety, not you know right. whether I would survive or something like that. I mean, she was she was you know fearful of what might happen to me on this. And I came on it from kind of an engineering and science te- you know, background, and so I knew the test we had done, and I, I really thought it was 100% safe. I, I could not think of a single thing that could possibly go wrong that we hadn't already tested, you know, like many times before. Uh, so for me, I thought it was safe, and there was no way that for me to communicate that. But it's funny in the movie because one of the things I think Jerry does a really good job at is most of the films that are about these kinds of activities – concentrate solely on you know this you know you know wild crazy stunt kind of thing and they never really talk about the families that much right yeah what that 
you know, you know, juxtapose those two things. And so, you know, for me, that was the fun thing is to kind of see that. And eventually she, um, you know, she allowed me to do it. And, but it wasn't because <laughs> I convinced her it was the good, it was a good idea. Oh, she had a, she had a lot of constraints. She gave me 13 things that I had to do before, uh, I could jump. A long list. And, right. Uh, Five was new life insurance. <laughs> yeah. They, they were carefully crafted to make me think very, very seriously. What, what were some of the things? The classic the honeydew lists, right? Well, like you if know, you're paralyzed, so and so happens, no, decapitated. No, there was a little bit of that, but no, no. The <laughs> things, some of the things were the obvious one, like I had to get my will, you know, straightened out. What did um, I say? Yeah, so will was there, um, uh, you know, make sure the financials, all that kind of stuff. So some of them were just purely practical things. Uh, but, you know, her the way she looked at it is, uh, I don't want to have to clean up after you if this thing goes really badly. Right. So I want you to do everything for me ahead of time in the event that something So you cleared did. your hard drive on your computer. You yeah, don't want no, nobody finding everything. Yeah, no, I Why do you think he went up there? <laughs> <laughs> That's still so, floating around in space somewhere. You left this hard drive. How, let me say, when I, they told me that you, we were going to be on the show together. So they said, Roland said you should watch this movie. And I'm watching it. And as I'm watching, I'm like, if the guy dies... They would have told us that, right? Like, I'm watching it, not no, knowing. Like, no. I didn't Google you. anything. You know what I mean? I didn't Google to make sure. I didn't even know whether you were coming in or the doc guys or the I engineers. Was, I was kind of mad because I knew he was coming in. I'm like, all right, this blows it for me. Yeah, I yeah. didn't want to look it up because I, yeah, I didn't want to know. Because there's a couple times and then things went really bad. And like, oh, fuck, you know. And, but Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was funny, too, because when I watched the movie, too, you know, I'm as scared as anybody else watching it. I, <laughs> I believe it. You know, and like, I know the ending. <laughs> I actually know all the intermediate parts. But uh, how long that's did the great it... thing about film, though, is that you add the music, you know, you cut out to just the comes. points where things are happening. And great filmmakers actually suck you into this drama. And uh, mm. so I, I was I was as fearful. I think I was more fearful watching the movie than I was in the actual event. How cold was it with the the, the freeze test when you were in the special oh, suit? that was the coldest I've ever been in my life. Wait, you, you, you still feel the cold in the suit? Oh, yeah. No, the suit has heaters, basically. They've got, you know, the external temperature that we were testing down to was minus 126 right. degrees. So super cold. And um, we had a heater inside the suit, the uh, uh, inside the uh, environmental um, equipment module, and that would run essentially hot water around my body. Right. And so that was that was what would keep me warm. The gloves were not really capable of heating an, enough. Uh, but the funny thing about the whole thing was is that we way over designed that system. Uh, it turns out in the actual jump to really high. Uh, it got, you know, relatively cold, you know, through the, the jet stream areas. Let's say from, say, 30,000 feet to 60,000 feet. It got cold. But no more than sort of a cold day on the ski lift kind of thing. Oh, really? Oh, and then okay. after that, there are so few molecules up there. So they're moving really slowly, which is why the temperature is really cold. But there's so few of them that they don't really interact with you. So we turned off all the heaters at 80,000 feet. And I was, like, perfectly... Comfortable wow. and thermally how do you get? But how do you guys know you could turn it off at 80,000? 80, 80, because I was warm. <laughs> oh, so you told them, look, I'm I good. I told them, no, I'm fine. Just turn it off at this point. Wow. They were, they were super happy. Is it any kind of thing that, like, hooked up to, like, what if you have to go to the bathroom? Oh, well, bathroom is... Is it a uh, shit pump? Is it a piss pump? No, well, it no. wasn't that long. It was only... Yeah. It was, it's, but you're jumping out of a plane. You might shit yourself. Well, <laughs> it's actually... I shit myself watching a movie. 
<laughs> it's actually a balloon that br- takes him up. Right. Yeah. And, and then, then he has a release. No, he has a release, and then oh. and that lets lets him go from the balloon. Yeah. And then yeah. it's 14 minutes back down to Earth, right? That's yeah. why the name of the so, movie is 14 know, minutes the, uh, the, from Earth. One of the funny things about the... The uh, thing is, there's nothing to eat. You can't eat. So that's not really an issue. As a matter of fact, you stop eating okay. the day before. You eat a steak, and, you know, like 18 hours before, and you have eggs 7 o'clock the next day. So, oh. you know, maybe 13 or 14. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about number two. You're safe. Okay. What about number one? But number one, that is important because uh, we originally put in a drink bag so that I could, you know, like a camelback style thing that would allow me to drink the whole time. Yeah. But if you see those landings, they're pretty, uh, oh, I don't yeah. know, I call wow. them a landing, but some people would uh, probably more accurately call them a crash. <laughs> and uh, the drink bag, if you actually hit the drink bag, has a super bad habit of actually squirting water into the back of your throat. <laughs> like a and Capri so, Sun. I've so been, you could actually drown instead. After all that. So after all that. So that oh. didn't seem like such a good idea. And so uh, basically what you had to do is you had to prehydrate. Uh, I mean, you drank as much as you possibly could uh, until about 1 o'clock. Yeah. And then at that point, you didn't drink anything until you were already done. So uh, so you were absolutely going to go to the bathroom. So the way, the the high-tech technique that we used is actually the same ones that the astronaut used, right. which is a diper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tubing system or no, something. No, that's a pampa. We haven't we learned anything in 40 years. We used They're still using diapers for some of the Michigan troll. How it depends. How it depends. That's yeah. amazing. The funniest wow. part of that story is, though, that um, you know my flight surgeon, uh, John Clark, uh, talked to me, and he goes, Alan, you're going to have to practice going to the bathroom. And I said, really? How hard could this possibly be? And the truth is, your body is so ingrained to not go to the bathroom uh, that, um, except when you're in the in a you know approved location right. like the bathroom, that or dreaming, wearing, or have when, that dream when you yeah. think you're in the bathroom. Yeah, when no. you're when you actually try to go to the bathroom in a diaper, it's super hard. It's you know what? Hard. We did that on the air one time. We one by one, we stood there in depends and stood there and looked at each other and try, and it's hard. It your hard. body, your body is like, what are you doing, you jerk? <laughs> You're standing up in a radio studio, you asshole. Don't piss. Yeah, everything shuts down. How long did it take for uh, from beginning to end? Like It was like a two-year process to figure out all this stuff? So I spent about a year with just paper and pencil, you know, Googling lots of different uh, technologies and things to convince myself that it was actually possible. Uh, and then I made a phone call to um, Tabor McCallum of Paragon Space Development Corporation, and I was just asking him, you know, here's what I've learned, you know, and his company makes, uh, uh, you know, extreme environment kind of suits, toxic waste kind of things, but they also make space environmental systems. So he is the one person on Earth in their company that actually spans both technologies that I would need to make this happen. Wow. And so from the time I made that call to the time that we were finished, uh, was three years. So three years. A little less than three years. And how did you get people convinced, like, I don't know, the uh, everybody, the the authorities? That, yeah, how yeah, that? Was like, that we could have just... We couldn't come up with this idea and go, we're going to do this. Right, the yeah. Paragon how, guy, what was his reaction s- when you told him what you wanted to do? Did he say you're out of your mind? Or? Yeah, how do they sign off on it? Right. Well, it was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, I didn't know it at the time. Local uh, governments. And, yeah. Uh, Tabor, Tabor, uh, was introduced to me by, uh, Peter Diamandis, uh, Diamandis, who does the, uh, uh, Lunar X prizes and things like that. I mean, amazing guy, uh, you know, he's an author and he's, he knows pretty much everybody in this area. And, uh, uh, Tabor was a personal friend of his. So 
he actually made the introduction. So I had one thing going for me is Peter, you know, I had known for a long time. We had worked on other projects together, and he didn't think I was crazy. So I, that was the first end. But little <laughs> did I know that Tabor and his wife Jane had um, been some of the people in Biosphere 2. So Biosphere 2 was a case where, you know, they basically took, I think, seven people and they put them in a closed, sealed environment, and they asked the question of whether you could live in that closed, sealed environment, making all your own food, yes. energy, all the things. Paulie Shaw movie. I know what you're talking about. I saw the movie right. in uh, 97. Two years. <laughs> and so it turns out he's a member of the Explorers Club. He is the kind of person. One of those guys. And so he didn't just reject things immediately. He actually thought, and he did what I thought he would do. He basically went through the list of here are all the problems. And uh, but I had spent a year researching it, so you know, for me, it was uh, you know relatively straightforward for me to go through all of the things that he asked me. Uh, and at the end of, I and mean, we talked for like an hour and a half, and uh, and so he said, "Well, you know, I can't see anything that would make it impossible." At the end of that hour and a half, that's all you have said, to hear, too. He said, "Why don't you come and meet the team?" And I did. I flew down to uh, you know Tucson, Arizona, wow. and met their team and. Before I knew it, the best people in the world had started to work on it. Wow. And he had started making phone calls on my behalf to, for instance, the uh, spacesuit vendors, because if we can't find a spacesuit, you know, it's it's uh, it's a no-go. Some, uh, some of the testing was uh, downright scary in this film, because uh, how do you say his name? Ba- uh, Baumgarten? Yeah, Felix Baumgarten. Uh, Baum, uh, all right. how, 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 how high up was he? He went to 128,000 feet, and that <laughs> smashed the previous record. And what Joe were you? Joe Kittinger was uh, 102,000. So they, he went 25,000 feet above the, that record. Uh, we went to 135,890 feet. So you so, beat him by... You ten. know, that's, you know, roughly a mile, more than a right. mile. Um, you know, what makes So that, you went a mile higher than he did. Yeah. It, the, the reason that that's hard is because wow. for every 10,000 feet you want to go up, you need to double the size of the balloon. Sure. And she, he had already, he was already using the largest balloon that had ever been used to carry a man up. Hundred, his, his balloon was 28 million cubic feet. Fuck. That he, he went up to. And so, but remember, he was lifting 3,200 pounds. Right. And we were lifting 605 pounds. Right. So we got this huge advantage. By using a much smaller balloon to go to a much higher altitude. Wait, your balloon was as, as big as a football field, they said, it right? It was, but it was still a lot smaller than his balloon. How big was his then? His was 28 million cubic feet, and mine was 11 million cubic feet. So you're talking over two football fields for his, yeah, two it, and a half football he, fields. His was what? giant. But every time you want to go an extra 10,000 feet, you have to double the size of the balloon. So for him to get to our altitude, it would have required a balloon that was, you know, I don't know. 40 million cubic feet, which is way larger than anybody has ever launched before. Size of a moon. It, it's really funny in the movie they talk about the size of the balloon because you have no idea when you see these type of things. And it's like, right. You're looking uh, for something to. Yeah. And the, they said the FAA frowns on the fact that there's a balloon as big as a football field just floating <laughs> in the air. In the <laughs> but what can they do? Can they stop you? Can they like. No, you need permission from the FAA to do uh, to launch a balloon of that size. But when you, we had a, a guy on our team, Ken Sustine, who you know, has been an Air Force test pilot, U-2 pilot, all this. Oh, okay. And he has a very good relationship with the FAA, knows the right paperwork, knows the right people to talk to. And he uh, he was very kind. He, uh, he worked with us on the project. And uh, there's even a moment in the film where they say... Uh, 
you know, uh, cleared for 15 miles or something like that. And what that really meant is they he, they talked to the guys at the FAA, and there's now a column of airspace above me uh, for the entire route of the flight and 15 miles across where that airspace is mine. Wow. And they are actually diverting jet aircraft around All the way around to give that. me that Your airspace. Space. Of course, once I get up to, I don't know, 45 or 50,000 feet, there's nobody else up there. Maybe there's a U-2 pilot at 70,000. Uh, and at 135, there's there's nobody there. So uh, anyway, I don't think they had to divert many people at that point. I like but, it when the, 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 air, the wow. balloon catches fire and, the, and it's like, well, maybe we won't launch today. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? You know, how about maybe we don't launch ever? <laughs> maybe we should go back to the drawing board. Let me, I have to ask you one thing because I, I laughed out loud and I'm, I must have missed something. But here's these, I don't know, was it 20 or 40, say 20 engineers, the most brilliant people in America and you and all these guys and they put together this incredible project and then you got in the plane, and they said, he can't fit out the back. Right. Like, Did anybody fucking measure the plane? When we, I thought you measured, Opie. No, Jack, I thought you measured. Did that really happen? Or was that, this no, was, it was. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? It was part of the testing, because right. they were they were dropping out of a, yeah. a plane at first to test out the suit. He's going to go out the back door and say, yeah. all right, exit. Right. Oh, well, you know, he hit yeah. his head. You no. Know? So then, no. They, then they just put rollerblades on his uh, special spacesuit and made oh, him roll out, uh, so they can so, so he can roll out. <laughs> that was after he banged his head the first yeah. time, or whatever the hell happened. So I love that scene too, and I, I always crack up. <laughs> I, I laughed that loud. I'm like, you They figured the everything out except <laughs> right. the headroom. Right. No. <laughs> right. So the cause of that, oh. uh, the background that on that is, um, we were going to use an airplane called a Sherpa. And a Sherpa can stand up and exit. But at the last minute, there was a problem with that airplane. And so we switched oh in an airplane God. that looks identical, called a Skyvan. So if you looked at the two of them side by side, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But there's one difference. So you assumed. I assumed. Everyone assumed we were going to go and jump out of a Sherpa, and we got a Skyvan instead. So it wasn't that we had mismeasured. It wasn't that. I think you'd have to fire some people right. after that. It was so, you you but it must have been funny when you realized. Like, yeah, no, and obviously like, the suit is so stiff that you can't you can't bend down or any of that stuff. So it, the headroom thing is very important. Yeah. And and uh, the ba- the Baumgarten uh, drop. What was horrifying about that was him spinning completely and utterly out of control, going. And what was it, 80 miles an hour, 80 miles spinning or something like that? No, he was, uh, well, he was, he, I mean, if you look at that and you're a skydiver, you're just terrified, honestly, because he's in an inverted, which means rather than being face down, he's actually face up. Right. Flat spin. Right. Uh, that's super fast. Oh, and okay. he's going over the speed of sound. Oh, okay. So, oh, no, well, he's dropping, but the spin, how fast was it? He's spinning really fast. I, okay. I don't know the exact things, but it was close. It was very close to blacking out. Matter of fact, there's a, I think it was an interview where he said, I was very close to backing out. And matter of fact, I think he said, he might have said, I might have blacked out during that. And so, you know, when we saw that, uh, it was like, okay, well, wow. we really have to not just invent technology to allow me to get down because our specification says we need to get an unconscious pilot to the ground safely. And Felix had to use essentially all of his skydiving knowledge to save that situation. And he did. He managed to right himself and stop the spin. Wow. Uh, but for us, you imagine that wasn't even allowed. Yeah. 
we had to wow. we had to come up with a solution that would make the, those kinds of spins impossible, and we did. I mean, it took us a long time to build an anti-spin system, and we actually got some advice from the Red Bull team. They had uh, they had done some research that was actually useful for us, and we ended up with a drogue configuration, which he didn't have, which is a small stabilizing parachute, uh, and a particular attachment point that essentially eliminated spins. And so for me, I actually in my fall from. 135,000 feet for 50,000 feet, I did nothing. I kept my arms in and my legs in and concentrated on that, and I was dead on heading the entire time. So the amazing thing from a technology point of view is we, we solved a lot of interesting problems, but one of them that we're most proud of is that we solved the spin problem. The spin problem. Man. That's a big problem. Yeah. Even in my high school, kids break dancing all the time. <laughs> I have one more annoying question. The other time that I left, you couldn't get out of the plane. <laughs> but aside from that, <laughs> poor Adam, he's, he's on his way down, and it's time to release the parachute. And he can't fucking reach it. Are he couldn't kidding? reach. The, he couldn't reach. That the, was one of the tests. He couldn't reach the the thing. I'm like, th- I, that would have been a good idea. I think that, you. I think you. You reached it, but it wasn't going right. Oh yeah, we had. There was two problems. <laughs> Wait a fucking minute. There were two problems, and they both. They both were not. He's in a special good. suit, right? right? He can't really move at all. You know, his arms can move. Obviously, he, he's pulling the ripcord, and it's not working. You know, it's yeah. and he's got he's got skydivers next oh, to him that helped him out. Oh, helped him and pulled it for him. Oh, I thought you yeah. couldn't reach it. I thought no, you so, reached it, but it wasn't going, right? Yeah, no. So, so what happened was on the, the free fall. You're exa- you're exactly right. And I that reached, was a test out of the plane. I that- reached for the main parachute, and I could do it on the ground, no problem. But I, I reached for the main uh, parachute, and I tried to release the drogue. And when you release the drogue, it actually pulls out the main parachute. Mm-hmm. And when I pulled, I couldn't pull it enough to get it to release. Uh, and then I had another one on the other side. This is a redundant system. So I tried that one, too, and neither of them released. Wow. And Not so even now, plates and spoons and stuff come out like in a cartoon? Yeah. No. So, uh, <laughs> and, and the truck yeah, probably won't be down there to pick us up, either. Uh, <laughs> Bugs Bunny! Acme! <laughs> but, it, you know, this is one of the places where the film get, makes it a little more dramatic than it probably was. Because I had safety divers. They, they of course, just came over and pulled the parachute. It was, it was really easy for them to do. Um, but even if that they had, didn't make it easy to do in the in the movie, no, well, he came in that. once and he came in twice. It took twice for him to be able to get it, you know. And, and we give him a hard time about that all the time that he didn't catch it the first time. But uh, here's the thing what? that they didn't talk about in the film: there was an automatic opener that we had uh-huh. uh, installed, and if he had if if he hadn't touched it at all, GPS fact, would have clicked it on him. So there's a barometer that would have kicked in, and okay. it would open that parachute. And all of our testing with dummies was done using that. Um, automatic opener. Okay. And so we had a system that was super well tested okay. that would open the parachute and guaranteed. So at 6,000 feet, that parachute was coming out, you right. know, regardless. But they didn't but, tell us that, Opie. No. <laughs> I learned that on Fast and a Furious I, 7. <laughs> but the other problem was when I did open on that particular test, um, uh, the, there was a strap that was preventing me from depressurizing the suit. And once I couldn't depressurize the suit, I couldn't reach the steering toggles, which meant that I was essentially like a wind dummy, uh, you know, traveling wherever the wind took me so luckily there's a lot of safe places to hit 
in uh, in uh, Coolidge, Arizona. So it wasn't that big a deal. But it did mean the team had to find me relatively quickly after that. Yeah, so, so uh, finally the day of the jump. How long does it take you to get up to 135,000 feet with a balloon? Two hours and seven minutes. I mean, the really cool thing about balloons is because they expand as they rise, right. They uh, they go at exactly the same speed. So from the time I left the ground to the time I got up to altitude, we were climbing at roughly uh, 1,100 feet per minute, uh, which meant that when I left the ground, I could look at my watch and say, you know, in two hours and seven minutes or whatever, I'm likely to be there. Well, what, and that's what happened. What was going on? Oh, I wish they explained this a little more in the film. What, what was going through your head for those two hours and seven yeah. minutes as you were you just know, slowly getting up to 135,000 feet? So on this one, the heart rate monitor failed, not because my heart was going too fast, but because it actually failed on the ground because of a battery issue. But on the previous two, you know, my heart rate was really low. I mean, probably 60 or 70 uh, beats per minute. And the reason for that is, first, I was pretty confident. But the second thing is, the faster, the more anxious you get, the more oxygen you use. And I was really conscious of oxygen usage. Uh, so it was really relaxing. I didn't move pretty much at all. Matter of fact, uh, even the act of getting to the push-to-talk switch uses a lot of energy in the, one of these spacesuits. So they had a downward-facing camera, and I did all the acknowledgments with my leg. So I would just bend my leg when they said, you know, you're going at this you know, altitude or you've reached this particular checkpoint, and, uh, and I would just raise my leg to acknowledge it. Uh, but mostly I was just uh, thinking about the normal and emergency procedures. So but if what, this went wrong, what would I do? If that didn't work, what would I do okay. second? If that, if both those two didn't work, what would I do third? She right. didn't tweet a lot? No. It's <laughs> no, no electronics at all. You, uh, were you, well, you were t- weren't you, were you taking in the view, though? Going, oh, oh, my goodness. I was just, uh, you know, the nice thing about balloons is they actually rotate it really slowly. Right. So you actually get this beautiful 360. It's like the rainbow room over at the NBC building. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like this beautiful rotation the entire way up. And, uh you know, well, you, you start out seeing like little pebbles on the ground, then you see car, you know, people, then cars, then buildings, and then cities, and then states, and I mean, uh, you know, the view is just wow. extraordinary. Were you pointing out landmarks going, wait a minute, I think that's... Oh, yeah, you could... What, what you, you could, see up there? Well, the funny thing is, I would, on the, people Eastern ask Mexico, me, what's the farthest thing you it's can like see? It's like somebody's breaking up my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So somebody said, what's the farthest thing you can see? And I expected to be able to see the Rocky Mountains and the Gulf of Mexico. Those are the two kind of farthest things. I couldn't see either of them. Uh, and it was interesting because of where I am in the atmosphere, there's actually a, a long line of atmosphere that you have to see across. Right. Basically, that prevents you from seeing as far as you, you know, would normally. So I could see like states, uh, you know, below me and it was, uh, There's beautiful. no lines, right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't look red and blue from up there. Do they? Has has red and blue? There's no, no red and blue. Oh, Somebody okay. has this. That, that leads to my question, though. A lot of uh, astronauts that have been, you know, up there, they they look at Earth and go, it's so stupid that we don't get along. Because it's so obvious when you're that high up that it, we're one. We're all one. We're yeah. one in the it, universe. It is, it is definitely true that when you get up there, um, you know, the first thing you notice is just how amazing, you know, the landscape is below you and the darkness of space and the curvature of the earth and yeah. the very thin layers of the atmosphere and how fragile the atmosphere is just becomes super apparent up there. I mean, it's, you know, you think of the atmosphere as this huge, huge thing, but when you're up there, you see it as this tiny, fragile little layer above the earth and, uh, you know, so you think a lot about, you know, the environment in ways that you might, you know, never have thought about them before. Uh, so you do get that kind of perspective that I think you would, 
you would miss. And yes, there's no boundaries. You don't see, you know, the differences across the earth. So I think that's true. There's also a, a, uh, there was a paper, I think, that was written a long time ago that I at least heard about that said, you know, at some altitude you get detached, you know, you no longer feel like you're an earthling anymore and you might want to stay up there forever and not come back down. So (laughs) I can dispel that myth right here. (laughs) When I got up there, I was ready to go home. Wow. And then you release and how, how, how long is the free fall again? So it was uh, four minutes, 27 seconds of free fall, um, of free fall, which is a long, long time. I must say, I kept wow. looking at my altimeter. But the really interesting thing about the free fall is the moment you release, you're falling at exactly, obviously, the speed of gravity. So in your perspective, you're in zero G. And uh, I had a very slow backflip that was happening. Um, which I didn't have on the low, two lower altitude uh, um, balloon flights. But what that meant is I actually got to, in slow motion, see the balloon go by because oh. I normally would never have seen it if I was just face to earth. So I saw it go by once, and then I saw it go by a second time. Wow. Uh, and then I felt this beautiful, what's called a saber system, which was a way to keep me from entangling with my drogue parachute during that part of the fall. And I felt that grab, and I felt myself be righted. And then I started this, uh, you know, movement and pitch, which, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, it reminded me of those roosters in the water where you kind of go up and down a little bit as you get these pitch oscillations the whole rest of the way. But uh, anyway, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, the amazing thing is there's no atmosphere. You're speeding up, but there's no atmosphere to slow you down. So that's how you end up, like, in, in 37 seconds breaking the speed of sound and then at... 51 seconds, you're going like Mach 1.22, 822 miles an hour, but it's silent, totally silent. Wow. And then you start hearing some sound, and that means the atmosphere is coming closer. Yeah, that means the atmosphere is thick enough so it can start to slow you down. Wow. And so by the time you, by the time you hear something, it means you're decelerating. Uh, which is so different when when we're in a car or something, sound and speed are correlated. Yeah, you know, the louder it is, the uh, you know the uh, faster you're going. But it's exactly the opposite there. You're starting to slow down from 822, and by the time I get to 10,000 feet above the ground, I'm going you know a measly 120 miles an hour. When you're going that fast. Is is the perspective changing, or do you not have any sense of perspective? Oh no, it definitely changes. The wow. perspective so you, changes. you know that you're getting close. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. The I guess uh, it's a stupid question, but no, no. You you definitely you definitely see the perspective uh, changing as you go down. You see, you know, the blackness of space goes away. Now you get a relatively normal atmosphere. You see the buildings and towns and stuff get uh, get bigger. You see the patchwork of of fields below because they have big circles and crop circles wow. and stuff. So you see them getting, you know, closer and closer. Uh, but it's so funny because I opened at 10,000 feet. And uh, the next time, my sisters were interested in doing a tandem jump. So my ab- my next jump was from 10,000 feet. Uh, and uh, it was in Deland, Florida with a bunch of my friends doing uh, tandem, uh, acting as tandem instructors for my sisters. And I look out the door and, you know, it looked so low on that jump. It was like, jumping off a stoop. <laughs> I, felt like I, was, I felt like I was bungee jumping. Oh, my God. That is wow. crazy. So that was 135,000 feet. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Tw- 25 miles just about, right? So, uh, yeah, we're wrapping up. Can we go higher than that? You know, I think there's a, uh, 
I think it's possible to potentially do one more balloon record. If I had used my system and Felix's balloon, so Felix's balloon was much bigger than mine and therefore would have taken me a lot higher. Right. I think you could get to maybe 140, 145,000 feet. Uh, but after that, you know, you're going to need something else like rockets. And so I know people are starting to think about using my kind of system, uh, but using rockets to get higher. And, uh, you know, I think that'll be interesting. And then, you know, maybe someday somebody will decide to, you know, try to get down from the International Space Station using a system like that. Uh, oh, personal reactor vehicle. So it's a problem that I've actually thought about. And I think, uh, I think uh, is particularly interesting. Well, obviously, someone's going to wow. try to beat 135,000. I'd like wow. to be there the next time wow. you try and sell the next trip to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sitting down, honey? No, ah, no. That's wow. the show right there. That's it? That that's went cool. fast. Alan Ustas. But wait what a minute. A when is this going to be a great adventure? When do we get to do it, the regular people? When is this going to be a ride where I can go on? Actually, that's my team. One of the things that my team did is, uh, you know, when I landed, they started a company called Worldview. And their, their idea is to build a capsule that can hold six people, two pilots, has a bathroom and a bar, and will take you on the same ride I did, not to 135, but to 130,000, I mean, 100,000 feet. And then, the cool thing is you'll just get to float around there. You'll get to see the view for a while. We're doing it. And Soon then, as you sell out the garden, yeah. you can buy We're a not ticket. doing it. <laughs> yeah. But the really cool thing is rather than falling in free fall, they've got a fully open parachute. So when you drop, that parachute's already open. And then you glide back, glide back awesome. down. Oh, We're running out of show, Alan. The movie right. was terrific. It's called 14 Minutes from Earth. Out now on digital Bravo. HD and on demand. Amazing. Thanks for listening. See you. Thank you, Opie. Tomorrow. Thank you, Jackie. Radio is now over for now. Over, Roger, over.